0: Attorney General Merrick Garland
1: says that he's gonna start going after parents who are harassing, intimidating, threatening, and attacking school board members in what may be one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. The federal government getting involved in local harassment cases? Wow. Somebody must have struck a nerve. Perhaps the critical race theory agenda is particularly important to these crackpots in the federal government. And so they're reacting rather to an extreme degree. So let me just say a shout out to Tim Castirel's good friend, Steve Bannon, for being right. And I love saying that he was because he came on the show more than one occasion saying parents would revolt when they saw what the schools were doing to their kids. He came back and said, wow, I didn't realize it was going to be like this. This is more than I thought. And now we're seeing the DOJ threatening to send feds after parents for harassment. Now that's amazing. Antifa can go around burning down buildings, literally resulting in death and the feds don't even don't even wake up for that yet apparent harassing and i'll use air quotes here some school board member and all of a sudden they're like oh we better intervene man really does feel like I, I don't know maybe the establishment is 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 reacting to an extreme degree because they're losing steve bannon came out and mentioned shock troops taking back this country the left of course revolts they're freaking out saying how dare you when he says this But I think Steve Bennett was talking about them, too, talking about regular working people, not the wealthy elites in the political class. But we'll talk about this. Joe Biden came out and said anybody who opposes his Build Back Better agenda is supporting the decline of this country. And I just laugh, man, if that's the case, Joe Biden seriously thinks half the country is not part of this country. And we're already looking at some kind of fracturing. So we'll get into all these amazing stories. Joining us today is the ever-intrepid Luke Rutkowski. Ron DeSantis had a very
2: interesting thing thing to say about what we were just talking about. But before that, Newsweek also just reported that F. Joe Biden chants broke out at the New Jersey Jets football game. And with popular demand, that's why I decided to make an official Let's Go Brandon t-shirt, which is now available exclusively on TheBestPoliticalShirts.com with The Shadows. Uh, showing, uh, you know, just a a different version. I
1: I gotta, I gotta say, there are a lot of Let's Go Brandon shirts that are coming out. Alright, so one of them was literally just, it says Let's Go Brandon. I saw some of them where the, like, the, 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 in Brandon, one of the vowels is Biden's head. But having it say "Let's go, Brandon," and the shadow says "F Joe Biden." That was good. That <laughs> yeah, was clever. Yeah.
2: So, so yes, I'm a I'm a humble t-shirt m- merchant. The one I have right now is, of course, highlighting your favorite CIA big tech uh, companies in pill form, with the caption uh, "Attention is a hell of a
1: drug." Why is Snapchat and Telegram on
2: there? Uh, there, you know, you need to cover all the spectrums here, especially uh, when it comes to all interests. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you want you want to get all of them. Uh, so, uh, thank you guys for having me on and uh, supporting my uh, humble t-shirt
1: company. We also have Chris Carr, executive editor of TimCast.com.
2: And local mixologist.
3: Yes. And local mixologist. On, on Simon's mixologist, Fair of course. He, yes, downs, happy to be here.
1: Downstairs, we have several bottles of Sour Patch liqueur. Yes.
3: Yeah, I was really excited about that. So we took some vodka and we infused them with Sour Patch Kids. And it turned out, <laughs> I thought this was going to be a horrible so experiment. And it turned out really well. We had wow. some cocktails earlier. It was delicious. Was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It. I'm very surprised.
0: Yeah. Right on. We have Dr. Crossley. Well, hello, everyone. I don't have any sneaky t-shirts, but I do have some uh, <laughs> emeralds and rubies. Check oh, cool. these out. Oh, <laughs>
4: cool you can see him oh snap that's right i put amazing. two awesome.
0: of each in each bag and i have uh, a bag for each of you Chris, amazing luke, oh my Jim, god Lydia, thank you so much so, you. so it's one for you and one for your loved one are, are you are you a doctor like thank joe biden you. yeah call, <laughs> call me dr luke <laughs> not actually a doctor not actually and okay. he's
1: got opals ian Ooh, ian bought so opals nice. he's very excited i'll reveal them later yes <laughs> his, his, his clever investment He's going to be the one laughing when the economy collapses and we turn to an Opal-based economy.
4: I know, right? Here's Tim's little baggie. little,
0: <laughs> little bag of gems, Little tiny rubies. They're so, so pretty. I mean, why are these valuable? What do they do? Can, they are, can you power a car with them? called Corundum, which is uh, aluminum oxide. <laughs> so there's aluminum in it. I think back in the day when aluminum was worth more than gold, that's part of why maybe they were so valuable. Uh, now they make them in laboratories, so they're yeah. really easy to get a hold of. But they're <laughs> amazing. Very cool. We also have Lydia. Yeah, I am in the
4: corner pressing buttons. We did make Sour Patch Vodka, it's fantastic. Uh, these are beautiful, and uh, I'm very excited to make something shiny. Did you guys know that shiny things are popular with people because that's how we found water? That's why people like shiny things. Really? So there you mm. go. Yes, that's correct. How you we can look water? it up. Mm-hmm. That's really? why we like shiny stuff now. We, we like shiny stuff. rocks.
1: Yep, it's true. And colored paper.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, let's get into this news. Before we do, head over to Timcast.com, become a member, and you'll get access to exclusive members only segments from this show. Of course, we'll have one of those episodes up around 11 or so tonight after this show ends. We put that one up. But you will also get access to the up and coming members-only segments from Tales from the Inverted World. These are fully produced podcasts. We're actually working on cell, uh, like like animations and images, graphics for the next videos that go live. We're soft launching. and a lot of people said, is this just audio? For the most part, it is, but we're going to do drawings for each of these, these episodes. This is Shane Cashman talking about UFOs and mysteries. I believe the next one we're working on is either like UFOs or simulism. It's really interesting. And then we're going to have the full conversation members only show, which will be available to members coming up very, very shortly, very soon. Uh, but don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, share this show with your friends. Let's talk about some apocalyptic stuff. We do have good news, but we'll start with the bad news. We got this from Fox News. Parents respond to DOJ school board statements. I am, w- uh, I am what a domestic terrorist, lo- I am what a domestic terrorist looks like. That's the quote. All right. DOJ issued memo after NSBA suggested school boards might be facing domestic terrorism. This is amazing. The DOJ basically came out, Merrick Garland, and said that they're going to be investigating claims of harassment, intimidation, threats, and violence. Even if some one of these parents at these school board meetings— All right, hold on, hold on. Let me slow down. For those that may be missing the context— Parents have been protesting school board meetings because they're demanding the schools either stop masking their kids, change up the curriculum. They're not happy with critical theory, critical race theory, and critical gender theory. So things have been getting intense. Steve Bannon, I'll always shout him out because he was the one who said this to us, and he deserves the credit that the parents would revolt when they saw what, what, what was happening to their kids, and boy, was he right. But I didn't expect the federal government to react this way. Let me, guys, let me ask you guys something. If, uh, say, a fight broke out at a bar... Do you think the FBI would get involved? Negative. No. If, like, a guy showed up to a golf game and got really angry and started yelling at some other guy and then hit him, literally hit the guy, would the feds get involved?
3: Wait, is there something resembling a noose involved? A because noose. if there is, then yeah. they might show up.
1: A lot of Yes.
4: Well, like, that's they true. I mean,
3: it.
1: It, it could the, swarm the, the place. The, the pull rope for the uh, golf cart. A truck. pull rope, of course, yes, yes. And then the FBI swarms. Then no, they're no. there. But, so. let, but what, the, for the DOJ to come out and be like, Claims of local political harassment are now federal jurisdiction. Man, did this strike a nerve. Yeah,
2: and this is extremely political. How else can you say it? I mean, there's been videos that have been going viral with people finally finding out what's really happening in the public schools, or as other people call them, indoctrination centers. And they're livid, and they're angry. And I, I think they have a right to be angry with what's been happening, because they have been using institutions of learning to really indoctrinate people into this subculture that has been pushed as far as an agenda and a narrative. Now, uh, the, the governor of Florida had a very interesting response to this. He just tweeted, quote, Attorney General Garland is weaponizing the DOJ by using the FBI to, pers- to pursue concerned parents and silence them through intimidation. Florida will defend the free speech rights of its citizens and will not allow federal agents to squelch dissent. Wow. That's what Ron DeSantis just said uh, on his public Twitter let's, account. And I think he's definitely being the front runner and someone who is trying to set himself for the next presidential election. I, I well. dig
1: it. I dig it. But let's let, let's provide some help to all of you who may have heard about critical race theory. I think most people who watch this show probably have a good understanding of what we mean when we talk about critical race theory or critical race applied principles because we often get corrected by our own audience, the super chats. But there may be someone you want to share this with, and they're saying, I heard on MSNBC there's no critical race theory in these schools, and these parents are freaking out because the Republicans made something up. Let's make it simple for you. Critical race theory, in the literal sense, refers to works by like Derrick Bell and Kimberly Crenshaw. Literally, Kimberly Crenshaw, who wrote a book called Critical Race Theory, where she talks about what it means, and they describe it as the the analysis of the intersection of race and the legal system is a sim- simplified way of putting it. However, critical race theory in practice or praxis or critical race applied principles are what people are protesting at schools. All of a sudden, their kids come home and say, Mom, they segregated us by race. And the parents say, Why? And they say, I don't know, social justice or something. All of a sudden, we're we're learning about minority children saying they feel less than They feel like they aren't good enough, and they're told they can't be with their white classmates. Now, that's crazy. In one school, the principal actually segregated the black students from the white students, creating different classrooms. That's how insane this ideology has become. When parents hear that, they say, naturally, yo, I'm not okay with this. What happens? The propaganda machine of the mainstream media and big tech comes out and says, there is no critical race theory in schools. Critical race theory is legal scholarly works that's taught in college. Name one school teaching critical race theory. There's dozens of books. There's probably hundreds of schools because there's hundreds of protests. But they're doing what's called critical race praxis. What does that mean? Instead of telling you, here's what Kimberly Crenshaw and and Derek Bell have said, they'll give you a math problem. John is stopped by the police 17 times per year, but Josiah is stopped 493. And they will show a picture of a white guy and a black guy. And they'll be like, what percent more or how many times more was, you know, this, you know, Josiah stopped. And they're implementing these, these ideological narratives and this dogma into the classwork. Parents are freaking out. Now this work, it's crazy. Harassment. Now I'll tell you this. I started this segment by, by making this sort of like joke, right? If there was a fight at a bar would the feds get involved. Okay. Let's say there were a handful of bars across the country, and people were complaining about them, you know, I don't know, doing something objectionable. Would the feds get involved with local harassment? Is is, is this really the job of the DOJ to be like, I heard that a parent was harassing another parent? No, that's crazy.
5: Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com Carlson. I'm talking big money items, like your transmission. Engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to CarShield.com/Carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save twenty percent. CarShield.com/Carlson. That's CarShield.com/Carlson.
0: Yeah, this—what this, uh, do you call it? Hate crime thing? This this new term that's being overly used, I think, is, is devastating because the it gives the federal government authority to, like, step in and make a bigger deal out of something than maybe what it actually was. They can just say, your intent was this, therefore. Mm.
1: You know, how do you prove—it's the craziest thing, the hate, like, hate crimes, because, you know, like, crimes are— like indifference or hatred. You know what I mean? Like if a guy at
0: a bar says, I hate you to a guy and then beats him up, how is that not a hate crime? He said it, but it's not, because it's not the definition of it, which makes no sense. I don't get it, man.
1: Well, it's semantics when they say hate crime, right? But Mm -hmm. what they're really doing is saying, we can set harsher penalties based on these criteria.
0: Which is a form of political persecution, in my opinion.
1: And it's racial segregation. Yeah. You know, it is a problem when there's racists attacking people based on their race or homophobes or whatever. But at the same time, should the law be applied unequally to different people? No, I I think the answer to that is no.
2: But it's happening. Uh, I think it's happening more and more. There's more documented cases of this. And I think within the last few years, we have seen the hyper politicization of the national security state. And that's extremely terrifying because they're unaccountable. They have vast amount of power that they can't be reined in. They have uh, unlimited black budgets. And they're using this power for political purposes, which they're not supposed to be for a very specific reason, because when they do, they become the Stasi, the the KGB and other very political security agencies throughout history that are very dangerous. And we're not there yet, but I think we're slowly heading in that direction.
1: No, I think you're wrong. I think we're there. Mm-hmm. I think that the tactics have just evolved. You know, we we often mention Yuri Bezmenov on the show, and we get people chatting us, Yuri Bezmenov, all the time. For those unfamiliar, he was a former KGB. He did an interview talking about demoralization, and he said that a fully uh, – there could be an individual that you could show the actual evidence and factual information, and they will not accept it because they are truly demoralized. We're there. When – I'm just going to – you guys, you know I love the metric. But when the Democrats say the economy is good – huh? And by like no objective metric could you say that? These people live in, in, in wonder world. They're all a parallel reality of fake news. I mean, look at Let's Go Brandon. There was a, I actually was just on uh, Newsmax with, with Sean Spicer. <clears throat> and we were talking about how Joe Biden made a comment about Kirsten Cinema that, oh, you know, it doesn't happen when she got harassed. They follow her into the bathroom and he goes, it doesn't happen to people with secret service. Haha. NBC News played like a few seconds of the clip of his quote and then cut off the rest. I don't think it's the most egregious thing ever, but it's an example of what the media does. Why couldn't the media just show the extra 3 seconds of the clip so you understood the full context of what Biden said? They remove that because it was a snooty remark from Biden about <laughs> doesn't happen to people with secret service or something to that effect. So what the people who watch the mainstream media or MSNBC or NBC live in a very carefully crafted reality where Donald Trump is 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 evil where Steve Bannon is a Nazi, when the dude literally says, tax the rich. And these were the
2: agencies that were lying through their teeth (laughs) just a few years ago, telling us Russia's involved, telling you Russia hacked this election. Where was the evidence? And then again, we found out everything that they said was lying through their teeth. So the fact that they're becoming more brazen in their actions and that now that they're focused on, on parents, cause you could see that the parents have been making an effect here because y- you can't take over a nation if you can't indoctrinate the next generation. And we're seeing a very significant pushback which shows you that, that has a lot of power since the FBI is literally tasked with trying to, uh, you know, intercept it and investigate it as much as they can. So, so it shows you that On one hand, yes, this is egregious, but on the other hand, you know, little small actions like getting involved in your community are absolutely critically important.
3: That's the thing. So what do you do with these parents that aren't buying this cathedral narrative? I mean, the only option, it seems to me, is that they're going to be branded terrorists. And that's the thing about Garland's letter is that, like, I mean, harassment, okay, intimidation, whatever, but he says threats of violence. That's the key phrase that he's mm-hmm. using to really isolate these people as being dangerous, and they're, they're dangerous, or they're, they're perceived as being dangerous to the, to people like him in the cathedral, because they're not buying the narrative, they're not going along with it, and they're just not, yeah. Uh, so they're you know, terrorists. They're this, terrorists. This yeah. the that's way that's the goes. only, that's
2: the only way to categorize them at this point, right? It, if you, you, know, you, if you have hammers, and, and you produce hammers, you need nails. Yes. So yes. the yes. national security yep. state literally is looking, begging for their no. next boogeyman, and, and, uh. Wrong. Y- excuse me, excuse
1: me, okay. excuse me. <laughs> 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 Antifa. Antifa. its it, They're right there. Yeah, they, if scary. they want an excuse, they can be like, look at this building that got burned down. They can go, no, it's ideological. Of course.
2: Yes. And that's why they need their latest nail that goes along with the bigger house, crap house that they're building. Uh, Lydia, you Antifa think
4: you is not the kind of terrorism they need. It's yeah. the kind of terrorism they have. Well, they push they their need. agenda and their yes, narrative. They need white nationalism. This is something they've been claiming is a huge issue in the U.S. and it's not. Yeah. And they're like, where do we get it from? Where can we find? it? Ever
2: since we saw the rise of the national security state after mm. 9-11, I always was warning my audience members, hey, look out, because this will be turned inward against the American yeah. people, and the war on terror will become a war on the people. And we're at this phase right now at this very moment when they're going after people in school boards. Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. Well, they're going after the
1: parents. Yeah. But I, I, have some, I have some questions I would like to uh, um, speculate on, pontificate, as it were. Man, I'm really wondering if we're going to see the biggest red wave that's ever red waved. Not that I think the Republicans are good or effective. or going to do anything. But you look at what's happening with Joe Biden. His popularity's in the gutter. Independent voters are revolting. They're saying, well, revo- saying it that way is probably not a, the right way to say it. They're revolting. They're in revolt. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> <laughs> They're in revolt against Joe Biden. There you go. Regular people at stadiums are chanting F Joe Biden. I mean, you look at the public sentiment at Jets games, like a football game. At, at, at the NASCAR stuff, I get f Joe Biden. Let's go, Brandon. Whatever. People are are absolutely re, like in revolt. So you look at the school boards. Finally, you get regular people showing up to these events, and they're yelling. And there have been instances of violence, and there have been meetings shut down because people have made threats. I tell you, man, when regular people are seeing their kids affected this way, this is what I hear from everybody. They say. Tim, it's easy for you to say, stand up for what you believe in because you don't have kids. I can't sacrifice feeding my children, you know, my my kids' future over a a job or political belief. And my response is usually like, you can't comply your way out of this. Mm -hmm. If you're worried about feeding your kids when you give in to the state during a time of food shortages, when they've shuttered the economy and destroyed hundreds of thousands of small businesses, You think doing this will result in your kids having more food? Wow, I'm I'm impressed. I think it's actually the acceleration towards your kids not eating. But then, regardless of that position, when the parents still comply, and and many of them have, and we we have people on this show who talk about it, and then you see what the schools are doing to their kids, that's the red line for a lot of these parents. They're like, I could go along with some of this. I could go along with what the government was saying we had to do with the restrictions, the lockdowns, and that's it. Because now they're going to their kids, forcing them to wear masks. They're they're doing vax mandates. They're doing a whole bunch of weird racist programming stuff. And now people are like, my kids are being threatened. That says to me, when these parents take their kids out of these schools, when these parents go to these meetings, you know, they talk to other parents. You know, they go to meetings. You you know, they go on chat rooms. They are talking about this. You're not going to see it in the polls. But I'm wondering, will this result in a major red wave, not just in 2022, but maybe locally, maybe even in 2024? Or maybe not.
2: It's hard to tell. I mean, I'm disenfranchised and I believe a lot of people are disenfranchised with Republicans. Uh, but it's not just, you know, kids being threatened. They're also being punished for their masks slipping off by accident or being too close to a colleague. And a lot of parents really got first-hand point of view of of what's happening in these schools because of the lockdowns. And everything was digital and their parents were watching their children and they were listening to their teachers talk to their kindergartners about sexual adult topics that they shouldn't be talking about, talking about issues about hating someone because of the way that they were born, talking about other ridiculous issues that have nothing to do with actual useful skills. I posted a a meme today, and it was about things that you should teach your children that the local public school doesn't. And I'm just going to read this off really quickly because I find this very important. And this might motivate some people to do some homeschooling, which is Mm -hmm. absolutely critically important if we want a free and independent nation, not just bootlicking slaves that will repeat and regurgitate everything that they're taught to in these indoctrination centers. But first off, safety, self-defense. How to grow your own food, basic survival skills, how to start your own business, how to be an entrepreneur, mental health awareness, how to read a map, navigate without communications, how to avoid debt, budgeting, basic first aid, self-regulation, meditation, bodily, autonomy All of those things are never taught to school children, and they are essentially key important skills to have to be able to be an adult. And that's something that a lot of people are having a very hard time dealing with, especially when they leave these indoctrination centers, these little safe spaces, and they're out there in the prisons. real world, and they get a shock of what the world really is.
1: Imagine imagine being one of these parents who still genuinely believes that your kid's going to school and learning math. Ah. I have to wonder, like, what do they ask their kids when they come home from school, you know? But 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 here's the thing. A lot of these parents, they'll watch MSNBC, they'll see the Russiagate Lies, They'll see all the fake social justice stuff, and they'll see Joy Reid be like, there's no critical race theory in schools. And the parent will go, <laughs> there is no critical race theory in schools. And then Joy Reid comes on and says, there is no war in Ba Sing Se. And the parents chime right back, there is no war in say."
2: Math mm-hmm. has even been racialized and there's even some teachers saying 2 plus 2 equals 5. That's <laughs> the level of ridiculousness. I have, no. I, again, that's the regular, like, like, where are we as a nation to, to, to be at this specific point with this absolute lunacy and, and people, rightfully so, are, are getting involved. In, in their local communities, in their school boards, and one thing that they could be doing is setting up collectives of, of local communities coming together and saying, hey, I, I know math, I know geometry, I pods. know history, and we could create little, uh, you know, pods. sustainable units, some people call them pods, the, yeah. uh, of people using each other's skills to raise their children in the proper right way that doesn't teach them just to regurgitate what the teacher tells them. But what kills me was it too, Plus two equals five was just the starting point. Yes. That was the starting point,
3: and now it's 3.5 trillion equals zero. Yes. <laughs> literally. And, that, yeah. I mean, and it's not just one. Par- yeah. It's not just Biden said True. that. I mean, they, they parroted it. No. Yeah. Like, they, literally. Like, they, they can get away with it because I we
1: started it. with two po- plus two equals five. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there is some relation there, but I think that the 3.5, billion, uh, 3.5 trillion is actually zero is one of the funniest things because there's been this, this IRS rule change they pushed through. That they can track any account that has at least six hundred dollars in it. In tra- I think it's in in, in like an account with six hundred or more. They track your net income versus you know uh, outgoing revenue, which basically means they're not tracking every transaction. They're just tracking how much money you have. And I think this is another example of them going after the little guy. Of course, the progressives are like this is so they can tax the rich. Huh. You know what's funny? You've got to be a special person if you can see them say. I will be tracking your bank account. This is what literally the Democrats said. We'll track your bank accounts that have at least, this is is in Biden's Build Back Better agenda, the spending bill. $600 or more, we track your revenue. They say this will allow us to capture lost tax revenue. From the rich! Well, then why 600? If you're going after the wealthy. Six million. Yeah, well, why not 60,000? Yeah. Having $60,000 doesn't make you rich. You know? No, no, we need to go after the billionaire
2: class. I think cuz they're the ones calling for all these taxes and regulations to make sure that no one competes against them right. or no one even rises against them. If you see the biggest proponents of the minimum wage of more regulations of more government intervention, it's the multinational corporations that have already made it and they're afraid and they want to solidify their position. So, uh why aren't there any calls to
1: regulate them or or go after them? This 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 plays it plays into exactly what I'm saying though with um you know parents rising up, it's also regular people, I mean If you genuinely believe the Democrats proposing a new IRS rule to track your bank account is to tax the rich, well, then I guess we're doomed. But I think a lot of people are going to be like, yo, wait a minute. What is this? Why are, why is my net income being, you know, for this amount of money? Because they're trying to track the side hustle. The people who make very little money. Listen, people who are rich, they don't need To do these, 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 look, when they do these massive secretive transactions, like in movies to Switzerland, and then they're like, what's the password? That's all fake. They don't need to do that. They're rich. They don't care about paying fees or paying taxes when you have a billion dollars in assets. They certainly try to avoid them to the best of the best of their abilities. But they can say, look, I've met people who do like art deals where these wealthy people are like, I can toss 50 million at this. No big deal. How much do you want a million bucks? Done. And people get rich for doing nothing. I've seen that stuff. Rich people aren't as concerned as, people, as as the poor really do think about taxes. They don't want to pay it, obviously. They'll go to Panama. They'll go to Switzerland. They'll go wherever they have to. Ireland, uh, St. Kitts and Nevis. But when they're tracking $600, what they're really saying is, you as a poor person, we know you've got side hustle because most people do. Most people might be like, I sold a, a car for you know a couple thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. And then the IRS is going to be like, you're going to get a letter in the mail. And if you've not experienced this, You will, if if this rule passes, you'll get a letter in the mail and it'll be like, your account saw an increase of X amount of dollars that was unreported. You owe us taxes on that. What is this income? You failed to report. And then they're going to come after everything.
2: Yep. And this is at the same time that the Biden administration has just announced that they're spending millions of dollars on expanding the IRS, hiring as many agents as they can. Just a few weeks ago, they just announced this. So so this is in correlation with this for total track, trace and database society, where they're trying to push everyone into a cashless society so they could control everyone and have the ability
1: to turn people's wallets off. The bigger picture is my question is. Will this be the, 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 straw that breaks the camel's back? Usually, not just the, yeah.
0: not the schools, right? Taxes usually.
1: But it's like these grains of sand making this heat. Taxes, for sure. No taxation without representation, the famous, you know, statement from the American Revolution. But we're gonna have regular people who are like, yo, dude, I make like a hundred bucks a week by, you know, helping my neighbor, and now they're questioning me on where this money came from, and I'm, I gotta pay taxes on it. Well, the truth is, you're supposed to pay taxes on that, if you do a job. But there are a lot of poor people who don't report this stuff. A lot of servers don't report cash tips. All of a sudden now, those cash tips, yeah, they're gonna be asking questions about how you have so much money. Here's the best part: you notice you notice the change shortage over the past uh, two years. Mm-hmm. We yeah. went to I think we went to a Golden Corral, and they were like, "We don't accept cash because we have no change. Exact change required or credit." So naturally, everyone goes credit, like Luke said, cashless society. But again, the bigger picture is: are people going to snap from this? I'm kind of thinking when you look at the parents and you look at the financial situation, they are just turning up the heat so fast that people are going to explode. Shipping can make or break a sale. So
0: optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission... Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hmm.
2: I mean, we'll see. It's very hard to predict a lot of these things. I would definitely guarantee that an intelligence agency has some kind of predictive programming, tracking everyone's discontent against completely what's happening right now. But but also, just to kind of uh, go back to what we were originally talking about, I just saw this article by Town Hall that says, quote, FBI admits it doesn't track Antifa BLM violence with a quote from the FBI saying, quote, since we don't categorize Antifa, nor do we calculate or collate information regarding Antifa, that movement, we don't have information
1: on their terrorist attacks. I'm going to push back on that a little bit, though, because I looked into that story. Mm-hmm. The full statement he gave was that we don't actually track specific groups. And so I can tell what he said was, so I can tell you about anarchist extremism, but. We don't target any specific group. So a lot of people frame that as them saying like, we don't track Antifa. Well, it sounds like he was saying they do. They just call it anarchist violence. They track everyone.
2: But who they right. choose to go after is another thing. And this is why George Soros has invested so much into local prosecutors. And he's investing a lot right now into a local race happening in Austin, uh, specifically to make sure that the local prosecutors there, that there's going to be um, a bill that's up for vote about uh, police officers because they want to hire more police officers in Austin. Uh, George Soros is spending a ton
1: of money down there, making sure that that proposition doesn't get passed. Let's talk about what they said about Steve Bannon, Hmm. because this one, I think, is really interesting. We got this from The Independent. Steve Bannon pledges 20,000 shock troops ready to go as he rants that we control this country. Donald Trump's former strategist has called on GOP to deconstruct the state. The Independent reports, Mr. Bannon made the comments as he said he had rallied Republican supporters to deconstruct the state when the party wins the White House again. If you're going to take over the administrative state and deconstruct it, then you have to have shock troops prepared to take it over immediately. Mr. Bannon spoke to the newly formed Association of Republican Presidential Appointees, which was formed to help future GOP officials fill thousands of federal jobs if they win the Oval Office again. He told the new network that he wanted to see pre-trained teams ready to jump into federal agencies at the start of the next GOP presidency. And he doubled down on the claim on his Monday broadcast on Real America's Voice. Now, here's what's funny. What is Steve Bannon saying? If a Republican wins the White House again, he thinks there should be people ready to just immediately take up appointments. Once they're in, start dismantling the bureaucratic state. He had stated that one of the troubles that Trump had was he wasn't able to appoint enough people quickly enough to gain control. And thus he was jammed up the whole time. How do they frame it? Shock troops. Well, he said that, but they're making it seem like he's talking about like street violence. Now, more importantly, when you look at how social media deals with this, what are the, what is the left saying? It Look, what is the left saying? They look at these stories. and They don't read them. So what do they think? All of the comments are basically like he's 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 pledging insurrection and domestic terror. Why won't they go after him? They're claiming that Steve Bannon admitted that he organized the insurrection when he said that he was involved with he he had like consulted on the planning of a rally, you know, on January 6th or whatever, which is not uh, any right at the Capitol. But these people don't read the actual news story. So it's funny because it sounds like when Steve Bannon says, we control this country, he's talking about the people. When he was on this show, he said, tax the rich. You're getting ripped off. And I'm like, Steve, that's like a kind of leftist position. Right-wing people don't say tax the rich. And they argue with me when I do. And he's like, well, I'm a populist. So when he says we control this country, he's talking about the people. But the media is effective at taking your words out of context and making it seem like you're far right or fringe or whatever. And here you go. And that being said, if parents revolt, And we end up seeing some kind of red wave. Will Bannon's supposed administrative shock troops dismantle this country?
2: Well, it depends what you talk about when we say dismantling. I think the the right has very little power, very little institution power, very little cultural power. So the chances of that, uh, I mean, I I don't know. A lot of people are just not happy with the Republicans, to be honest with you. I mean, they see them as lame ducks. Mm -hmm. They see them as pathetic people who just sit back, twiddle their thumbs, and say one thing, vote another way, and then sell out their constituents as, of course, they take their money and promise everything and deliver nothing. So there's a lot of discontent. So will they dismantle anything? Well, the, the likelihood of them doing that, let's be honest here, is very impossible since they don't have any institutional power to do so.
1: I kind of feel like it's a pipe dream mm-hmm. on the part of the people who are upset with the bureaucratic state. So some people call it the deep state. And I think it's referred to as like what, – what is it called? Permanent government? Yeah, yeah. Permanent state. Administrative state. Administrative state, yeah. Yeah, yeah so this is – I mean this is important stuff to consider. When a president gets elected, these heads of intelligence agencies stay there. With more access to knowledge, and that is just a critical uh, um, point of of failure for for our country. If we're supposed to have elected representatives who come in to enact their agenda, but you have people who are unable to gain more power, more control over a longer period of time through appointment, then we're not a a, a constitutional republic with democratically elected representatives, are we?
3: Am I the only person here that doesn't feel a lot of hope in the whole phrase and concept of we the people Mm -hmm. anymore? Oof. I mean, but, and I mean that because I, I genuinely feel like the administrative state, if you want to call them that, is just too strong. Yes, we have parents pushing back locally, um, they're going to be labeled terrorists, uh, I have another point about that later, but uh, at this point what do you really do?
0: I don't know, I don't know if, uh,
3: because even these people, these parents, you know, that are uh, getting engaged on a local level, they, uh, they still have to communicate via social media at some mm-hmm. point. So what if they just unplug it? You know, I'm, aren't they going to pull every single trick that they can possibly manage in order to uh, make sure that the people don't have any kind of power against such
2: a big, ugly yeah. machine? I, I think hope in Congress is absolutely delusional. But I do think there are some significant things that have developed within the last few months, especially on the local level, that are, that do deserve to be talked about. Places like Florida, places like Texas, places like New Hampshire have initially been living under a totally different system than a lot of other people in the rest of the United States. They have been making their own calls, their own decisions. A lot of them you could debate whether they were right or wrong. But also when we look at gun rights, they have been actually expanding in some states that have been passing laws, constitutional carry laws and provisions where the federal government is against it. But locally on a state level things like that have been passing and uh, some people are even arguing we're getting more gun rights than we ever had That's true. in 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 recent uh,
1: history so look at look at the map look at the, the there's a map of, of constitutional carry from the, the 80s mm-hmm. it didn't exist mm-hmm. exactly yeah. mm-hmm. true that's crazy
2: to uh, you compare it to now and it's 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 amazing it's it's great to see and uh, of course the the crime statistics kind of speak for themselves when you have constitutional carry and when you have gun ownership comparatively to when you ban gun ownership but there's a lot of different factors to facilitate there as well but but on that kind of level i do think there is room for optimism and hope because we have seen incredible things that have gotten rid of a lot of bureaucracy, gotten rid of a lot of big government, federal level. I think it's becoming more and more irrelevant because a lot of states are just saying, no, I'm not going to listen to you. Uh, we saw Ron DeSantis we, we've seen other states say ATF uh, you're not you're not coming in here uh fbi you're not coming in here to to harass our parents this is not going to happen here
1: california and immigration
2: yeah um you know there's so many other examples of this and i think we're moving towards another form of government where the federal government is becoming less and less relevant which is amazing good to see and exciting for me personally so is that why the federal government's essentially panicking yeah. I think so because people aren't listening to them. They can't really do much. Um, what, what are they going to do in Florida? We saw Joe Biden mm-hmm. attack Florida viciously. We saw Dr. Fauci say there, it's going to be a bloodbath in Florida. We saw the mainstream media say that there's going to be bodies piled on Miami Beach. Uh, there's going to be you know a reckoning happening huh. because they're not listening to our overlord, Mr. Fauci, and Mister, uh, whatever, Ooh. whoever, <laughs> whatever <laughs> that, that, that was the insult of insults.
1: Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No again they they just said screw you guys we're not doing it and what happened their numbers are comparatively to California where they had the strictest lockdowns you know highlighting how
1: Oh but we've seen this over and over yeah, again you yeah, know so and, and it's hard to understand why the waves come and go i'm not going to pretend to be you know like you look at some places like Sweden and they have no big spikes and there's a big spike some at some point i don't know i don't have all the answers on that i can say I don't think there's ever a reason to believe that a small handful of elitist authoritarians are going to be able to lead the country more effectively than a decentralized will of the people. Mm -hmm. I don't think will of the people is perfect. I certainly think that, you know, direct democracy doesn't work. So there has to be some safeguards, like a constitutional republic. But the people electing representatives at least is some safeguard to mob rule. Not perfect, a little bit better. But what's the alternative now? Joe Biden ruling by decree. Joe Biden comes out and says that if you don't support his agenda, you're supporting the decline of this country. You're either with me or against me. It was bad when Bush made the same allusions. It's bad when Biden does it now. He said complicit Is that what he said?
3: <laughs> yeah complicit That's but, that, but that's one of those words that's been hijacked By the social justice warriors right mm-hmm. It's like you, you're complicit in white supremacy If you don't confess There was that recent TED talk by uh, Ibram X. Kendi Where he talks about confession I mean you, he literally uses this religious language And I mean we've all seen that for a while But he's literally using it now And there's that complicit If you're complicit with uh, your white supremacy If you're complicit with allowing this country to deteriorate It's your fault you're the racist And you're part of the problem
1: He's uh, he's he's basically complimenting the NCAPs and the Libertarians. And to a certain extent, I, you know, it's funny because Antifa claims to be anti-authoritarian, but all of the Antifa people on on my Facebook are absolutely pro-government right now. And it's just like, y'all are dumb. What, what, Sorry, y'all are
2: dumb. Yeah, look at what they're protesting. They're protesting against people who are going against mask mandates. Who they're are protesting for against, the
1: state. Yeah, they're protesting
2: literally for state initiative efforts that, that go after and punish people for not complying with big bureaucratic government.
1: I will say, though, it's getting to that point where I was surprised that these Antifa people were like, you know, I'm, I'm talking to people on Facebook who are like, you know, leftist or whatever that I've known since i like, Occupy, occupied. And they're saying things like there's no vaccine mandate. And I'm like, well, first, let's let me ask you this is vaccine mandate. Would, would you consider that statist authoritarianism? Well, you, of course, but it's not happening. And I'm like, I guess you don't read the news. Here's yeah. article, 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 just all these articles and they're like well that's that's not the state and then i'm like here is an article saying quite literally the state is mandating we Wow, these people don't read the news. Yeah, and they only know what's funneled to them through their activist friends, I suppose. Well, mm-hmm. through
2: their social media carefully curated echo chamber uh, yeah. that they're that they're in. And and we have to understand, they see news, they see videos, they see photos that are completely different than what we see, than what the average person sees because they're getting literally just their constant uh reinferment of this craziness and this nonsense. That, and they don't see that there's another world, that there's another reality out there. And this is happening more and more people are being politicized more and more to extreme lengths, where again, peaceful divorce is a real conversation, and I think it is possibly attainable.
1: I don't think it's possibly attainable. I think it's happening. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think I, I don't think it's an issue of you know what what anyone needs to advocate for. When you've got the state of Jefferson, people you got infighting in these different counties. When you've got California, you know, with the northern part wanting to leave, partly you know in relation to the state of Jefferson, but also just wanting to be separate. When you've got states like Texas and New Hampshire. You know, it is, it is, we're at the point now where we've talked about it so much, it's just being a dead horse. But I mean, these states are saying no to the federal government. Yeah. I mean, they're doing their own thing.
2: There's even BLM protesters marching with Trump protesters against the vax mandates in New York City. Huge white pill. That was was a great side. So, seeing something like that shows you that, you know, not all hope is lost. The only reason that these bureaucrats have control over people is over this illusion that they have to be participating in this corrupt system, and they don't. Mm -hmm. All that needs to happen is people walk away and start living their own lives peacefully without trying to hurt anyone, and it's as simple as that.
1: Well, Mm. I may not have a sign of victory for those who believe in freedom, but I at least have some catharsis. Here's a story from TimCast.com. Democratic National Committee tells unvaccinated employees they face termination. Employees of the DNC are expected to return to in-person work on January 3rd, 2022. I find that really funny because of all of the people who work anywhere... You wouldn't expect to find people who aren't vaccinated working for the DNC. But apparently there are. And now those people who have get given their work towards empowering the DNC are ah. going to lose their jobs. Ah. Now, look, I don't want to revel in anybody losing their job. I don't like the DNC. I don't like the RNC for that matter. But these are the people who vote for this stuff. They support this stuff. They actively work for the DNC to support this. And now they're coming to them saying, well, you're going to lose your job now unless you fall in line. And they're like, but, but I don't want to fall in line. Oh, congratulations on what you asked for. You get what you get what you wish for, you know.
3: I'm sorry, good comrade. You're going to have to take this one for the team. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll be be honest. Step back. I'm sorry.
0: If Trump had won the election, we'd be the same situation right now. He was just as authoritative and ignorant. How he was just he rushed that vaccine out. He was going to do it anyway. How is that authoritative? Because they they let they're letting the CDC run the show right now. And he was letting Fauci run the show when he was in office. So I don't blame the, the Democrats. That's it's just true. the idiocy of authoritarianism and ignorant I, authoritarianism.
1: That's true. Trump mm. let Fauci do all this stuff. Trump was on yep. board with 15 days of slow yeah. spread. That was the Trump plan. And then he could have, he could have, you know, he, he did try coming out a few months later being like, we should reopen. And here's my plan. But I don't have the authority to mandate the states, the states to do this. The states were doing it, not the federal government. Well, now Joe Biden is doing it. So at the very least, I can say this. Trump did let Fauci run, run foul and run amok. Joe Biden is still worse, but yeah, you know, if Trump was going to have Fauci staying in there and now he's coming out like I should have fired the guy. Yeah, you should have fired a lot of people, but huh. he didn't. I don't think it'd be the same. I don't think there'd be mandates. The mandates would be at the state level, but not the federal level. Trump would not come out and say, we are going to require all people are mandated to do this. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't want to make an mm-hmm. assumption like that. Mm. I will say, though, I'm willing to bet if Trump did, you'd have a large portion of Trump supporters being like, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, Trump is doing the right the thing by mandating
2: this. Well, it's, it's very interesting to see a lot of very prominent blue check mark individuals who previously said that they would never take the Trump scene, right. the Trump vaccine, who are now saying you must take this vaccine, and it's mandatory when Trump was the one who rushed emergency authorization for it. He's the one that literally on national television wanted the vaccine to be called the Trump scene. And now he's making some very interesting statements. I mean, he, he was a big pusher of this. He was a big oh, yeah. proponent of this. And this needs to be acknowledged. A lot of people are very distrustful of him because of this. But now he's making some very interesting statements. And I don't know if he's just trying to play up to the popular base, if he really means this, because he was a big on full on vaccine supporter. But now he's saying that the third booster shot is about money and not about health. This is not me saying that this is Donald Trump saying um, what he said recently about the booster shots that that people are being mandated, that now two million people in Israel have lost their vaccine status because of, because they didn't take the third shot. I
1: I think Trump's wrong, though. I don't think the third booster shot is about money. I think all of it is about money. I do think, however, you know, you look at the the expose from Project Veritas. What do we learn from these three scientists at Pfizer? They actually think the vaccine is safe and effective and works. However, they do add, if you've already had COVID, your natural immunity is probably better. Well, there you go. The question then becomes, if we're going to have that conversation, is it get covid to avoid covid because that doesn't quite make sense but if you did accidentally already get it then you should be left alone outside of all that i think we're falling into a trap on the mandates in general we shouldn't be talking about there should be no mandates no papers, please. None of that. Yeah. we got to be careful yeah. about that. I mean, right? there's
2: some studies showing that people with natural immunity could have immunity for the rest of their lives. Uh, that's a lot better than the waning immunity for five to six months comparatively to the vaccine, which, again, these Pfizer scientists are openly admitting. But we should be having a national conversation about this. And well, they we're didn't, not. They didn't say it was
1: waning. They just said natural immunity was potentially better. Right. Yeah. This is tough no, stuff, it, man. I Look, I read a really great article from Yahoo. That basically said, here's a study from Cleveland. I think it was a Cleveland clinic and like University of Washington or something, as well as an Israeli study saying that natural immunity is particularly effective. However, they did mention one smaller study, which, you know, take it into consideration from, I can't remember where this one was from, but it said that uh, natural immunity didn't have any, like, they didn't see a discernible difference between that and the vaccine. So I'll put it this way. Look, we, we shouldn't be getting, we're falling into that trap. I don't want to fall into that trap. I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and have a conversation about, you know, waning this or natural immunity that. No mandates. None. You shouldn't have to show your papers to enter a building. I don't care what for. Because what's going to happen is if we keep trying to reframe it in this way, and that's where the debate's being pulled, probably on purpose, then we end up with social credit systems either way. That path leads to two doors, social credit system with exemptions and social credit system. How about we just say no?
2: I, I think the social credit system is going to be put in through an economic crash, but that, I could save that conversation for a little bit later. But the, another thing to highlight about this uh, uh, Project Veritas video is they have Chris Cross, a Pfizer Senior Associate Scientist, saying, quote, I work for an evil corporation. Our organization is run on COVID money. Uh, that's not me saying that. That's Chris Cross, uh, Pfizer Senior Chris Associate Chris. Scientist. So, uh, I, I mean, Project Veritas is releasing a lot of these videos
4: But let's not get pulled
1: into that. Like, I think this is really important to recognize the motives of a major corporation, especially when you have, you know, government mandates. There's a major profit motive in there. But again, that's why the conversation should always be pulled away from that and straight into, hey, no mandates. Mm
0: -hmm. None. Mm -hmm. You gotta wonder though, is Pfizer incentivizing the government to push it? The vaccine. I remember when they're like, "Who's going to get the contract?" And you're like, "Oh, the contract, right?" Is that what this is? Well, hey, Pfizer products. got the contract, and so mm-hmm. did Moderna. They got a contract too. Well, a been- contract for. Like it's that. Yeah. Co- it's very interesting to see a lot of attacks
2: on Johnson and Johnson, mm. uh, and you don't see the same kind of level of scrutiny against uh, Moderna and Pfizer. That's and, weird, and that is very weird to see because you know Johnson Johnson, Johnson, Johnson Johnson is not an uh, mRNA vaccine. Right. It's an uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a it's a, a different d-
1: one. It's a d- adenovirus DNA vaccine. I think yeah, it's called yeah. Yeah. So Just one shot, so yeah. It, you know why
2: can't we have a real discussion about one corporation but not another well, one?
0: From what I know about these uh, d- uh, old older vaccines, they provoke a natural immune response. That's the point. You give a little bit in your body. Your body's like, whoa, the virus is here. Let's create a real immune response. Then you have natural immunity. The RNA ones, I think, however, That's maybe... S- it's the same. Are you sure? Because I think they only protect against one of the spike proteins or a couple of spike proteins so, on the so outer layer of the, the vaccine. There's like
1: the attenuated uh, virus, the virus vaccine, I think it's called, where they give you either like weakened, dead, or you know, just a l- small amount of live vaccine. I think the George Washington smallpox inoculations, which is a very small amount they would prick you with so your body would defeat it and then build antibodies. And then what mRNA does is it programs themselves to produce spike proteins, which then get attacked. And so in the Veritas video, the Pfizer scientist is saying that natural immunity has antibodies to multiple parts of the virus, whereas the vaccine is just the spike protein. Still, look, it's interesting to see. What, what What I get out of the Veritas stuff is that you have these scientists who are straight up saying that it's money, you know, that natural immunity is good and it's money. But again... We, we, we need to just be focused on the mandates. And I'm gonna keep pulling it back because mandate, the, the end result of that conversation will always yeah. be a social credit system. It's, it's not even mandates, it's basic human rights, Tim. Yes, uh, I, I get it, man, but you guys keep trying to pull the conversation back into, we should have an argument about how we should support the mandate. No, not at all. No, I, listen, Absolutely not. When the conversation is natural immunity, you're basically saying exceptions to, to that converse, to, to mandates. James Lindsay has a tweet where he said, Eventually, when the mandates start failing, when they're not working, the conversation will shift to some kind of exemption, some reasonable alternative that still has mandates. We cannot have a conversation consistently just going back into the same thing. It's it's frustrating because it's such an easy and obvious trap. We get it. They make vaccines. Talk to your doctor don't support the policy of authoritarians, period. I don't care to talk about the rest of the stuff because it's the same trick. You get everybody watching the show, telling their friends, do you, do you, do you? look, I, look." with respect to James O'Keefe, I think it's a big story that shows you what these people think at this company. But I, we got to be careful about a conversation that says people who have natural immunity should be allowed exemptions in the vaccine mandates. No, 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 no. Show me your papers, please period that's my hard line
2: yeah I agree with you there's no reason that you need a permission slip for the government to go to the supermarket or to get a haircut that's an absolutely ridiculous huge step by government that they're totally abusing in an absolutely non-scientific way in, in, in a way that absolutely doesn't justify it and there's elements of this official story that people use to kind of back this up and I think that's why some people chip away at the official narrative but I think the people who chip away at the official narrative aren't saying that the, the, the mandates are good I think the, the mandates are absolutely inhuman I I think the government literally creating new hoops every six months saying you need to do this in order to comply. I mean, Israelis, it's the, it's the big ask, yeah, Israelis are getting Look, a huge rude awakening.
1: If this is the this is the big ask yeah. where they say everyone's mandated a vaccine plus boosters. Oh, OK, well, you can also do negative testing and antibody testing. It's like, no, 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 no I'm not big asking. Yeah. I'm not playing that game. None. None of this. They, they have implemented so many changes over covid. They call the new normal. That have not been reversed. And that's what we need to be talking about. Uh, They use the vaccine because they know regular people typically trust their doctors. Sometimes people have bad doctors. They know regular people support vaccination. And that is the attack vector. Because then you can get regular people, maybe some of these parents, maybe some of these people questioning their bank account, to hear a story where they say a group of people are saying vaccine bad and they don't want to get it. And they're like, that's weird. Vaccines are typically good. The narrative needs to be, no, no, no vaccine's fine you, you 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 go to your doctor you figure out your own health decisions mandate by government authority show me your papers bad
0: you know this is bringing me to Jacobson versus massachusetts 1905 supreme court case where a guy did not want to get the smallpox vaccine because of his religious rights and the government eventually went to the supreme court they decided you have to get the vaccine smallpox is too dangerous so now we're in a similar situation is COVID as dangerous as smallpox is it that kind of danger that's the question
1: no, I I don't think it is. No. I, I, I understand the precedent in that. I think the question is, when do we allow the government to mandate you show your papers? You want to talk about saying people need to be vaccinated to go to school? I, I've had that conversation. Look, over a long period of time, there was legislation, scientific studies. Long-term health effects were reported. And we said, here's what we think about this vaccine. It's good. OK, we hereby vote for a for representative. Representatives all kind of agree. We're all in favor of this. OK, we're going to require vaccinations at schools. So and we all shake hands and move on with our lives. This is something else. This is in New York City. If you want to go to a restaurant, you need an ID. Mm. You need an up to date passport card. This isn't about the precedent of vaccines. That's what keeps happening. Every time the conversation is being pulled back into other unrelated things, instead of saying, why are they demanding my papers? Why is Joe Biden ruling by edict? Instead, once again, it falls back to, I wonder what the precedent is of vaccines. And then you see it in the media. We, we, we mandate MMR vaccines. Why are you so concerned? I, I'm not concerned about the mRNA vaccines. Actually, I think they're quite brilliant. When I read about the adenovirus DNA vaccine, Johnson & Johnson, I was like, wow. They did tremendous research on this stuff. Great. Government shouldn't be demanding my papers. Joe Biden shouldn't be enforcing by edict. They shouldn't be setting OSHA rules by decree. The Supreme Court should not be overruled by Joe Biden on the CD with, with his eviction moratorium. The legislation should not be bypassed by Biden. The governors should not be murdering people. This is the stuff that's getting washed away cuz the conversation keeps drifting back. But the to- argument <laughs>
0: against that is sometimes a governor has to rule up by decree like Abraham Lincoln uh you know, repealing habeas corpus for the Civil War in order to fight a war suspending. properly, suspending it, and then eventually bring it back. But suspending habeas corpus, like getting rid of human rights, and if they believe, if someone believes that the virus is that dangerous, as like a war, it's like a, a viral war that we're fighting. Then, then they will support the authoritarian. We recognize, edict. and a lot of people do. A lot of people don't.
1: That we recognize a great moral evil in slavery. And the good Abraham Lincoln did in fighting a war that kept the country unified and then ended slavery, contributed to the end of slavery, the Emancipation Proclamation. There's a lot of complicated politics involved in what his motives were. Ending slavery was extremely popular in the North, and there were a lot of activists fighting on that moral ground. But for a lot of people, it was wealth, loss of access to cash, and the moral issues weren't as big. Slavery was, was the prime component of what was driving states apart. But then, of course, there are other people who are concerned about other issues. Several states seceded, not because of slavery, but because of the, 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 the Battle of Fort Sumter. When they saw what was going on with the fighting, they said, this union is too much for us. Virginia split in half, West Virginia and Virginia. So anyway, the point is, we, we recognize Abraham Lincoln, and we recognize he did bad things. We don't like the bad things he did. We like the good things he did. So when we look now, and we're watching a government like Joe Biden say, I believe, in, in my heart of hearts, I must do these things to you for your own good. I say nah, because what he's doing is more in line with Buchanan than Abraham Lincoln. He's ripping this country to shreds. He's telling people you're complicit if you don't support what my economic plan. What does that have to do with the with the emergency decrees he's enacting on mandates, saying that OSHA now has a rule where if your business has 100 or more employees, we are mandating by decree. That is that is a well above and beyond anything a good president would be doing. It is ripping this country to shreds, not healing it, not fixing it, and not fighting to preserve it.
3: But here's here's the reason that I don't necessarily care that the conversation gets splintered about mandates. It keeps going back to, you know, uh, efficacy and all this other stuff about vaccines. Is as far as I can tell, there are two different camps of people on this issue. There are people that are very much anti mandate and there are people that are pro mandate. I don't know how to have a conversation anymore with the people that are pro mandate. I literally don't know how to get through to them because they can justify it every single. It doesn't matter what kind of argument you, you present to them. They'll they'll say that it's more dangerous. They'll say COVID's so dangerous. We have to do that. They say, oh, well, it's going to get back to normal. We just got to wait for it to get back to normal. And then you can say, OK, well, that's why we don't take our shoes off when we go to the airport security anymore. And they say that
1: it, it there's no getting through to them. You don't. But you don't need to. We don't. We're, We're not trying to tell those people to come back to reality. I'm trying to tell the people who are in reality, stop sending the conversation to unrelated issues. Stop sending the conversation to medical issues over policy issues. If people want to go to the doctor, if people want to go to a parking lot for a pop-up vaccination center, I don't care. That's their business, not mine. If the government wants to rule by decree and force people to undergo medical procedures, I got a very serious problem with this. Having a debate over efficacy and things like that is distracting and pulling people towards a conversation where we accept a social credit system with exemptions. Nah, uh, uh-uh. no, 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 no. Freedom, decentralization, a republic, electoral college, all the good stuff the founding fathers laid forth, and then all of the amazing amendments that we've enacted. But we're being ripped to shreds. We're trying to have a conversation with those who are in reality saying, keep the conversation on the mandates The people who are pro-mandate will never change it. They're authoritarians. They love the mandates. They've always loved it. They celebrate Antifa burning down people's buildings. They believe whatever the authority tells them. You're not getting through to them. But if, if the people in reality stop focusing on the mandates, what happens? Okay, you guys win. If you have had natural, if you have natural immunity or negative tests, we're now going to allow you to come to these stores. And then they go, we did it. We won. Uh, Mandate now permanent. No, uh uh-uh. No, mandate bad.
2: I wouldn't comply with that. If they said... If they made that rule change, I would be like, um, still, I'm not showing any kind of paperwork. Because if I want to go to the supermarket, grocery store, bowling alley, movie theater, I'm going to do what I want. Without having to be checked for my medical records and my medical history. It's just absurd and I think every element of the story deserves to be kind of talked about, considered, broken down but I agree with you, the bigger element here is that human rights are being violated, people are getting discriminated against, people's livelihoods are being taken away from them because they're not licking the boot of big government and, and that's the issue here, it does need to be addressed and we need to stick to the core values of personal liberty, freedom and personal responsibility uh, for all the individuals involved here
1: let's lighten the mood, we got some good news we got some good news. We're gonna we're gonna give everybody good news because we get all heated and stuff. But we got this story right here. Check this out. Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller is released from the brig today. Marine who was jailed for criticizing Afghanistan withdrawal goes free after landslide of public support. The military said his lawyers reached an agreement with the Marines. He was put in confinement last Monday, Monday after posting a video criticizing the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Scheller condemned the chaotic effort that killed 13 service members. So he kept speaking. They told him. If you don't shut up, we're going to lock you in the brig. And he said, I'm not going to shut up. So they lock him in the brig. Good for him. Yeah. Bravo. This is a guy who stood up, who risked everything and said, lock me up. I'm not backing down. So what does this show us? It's not about just Stuart Scheller. It's about massive public support. There was a wave of support saying, don't do this. You can't do this. He raised millions of dollars from from fans who were supporting him. Whatever his politics. Apparently, I, I, he doesn't like Trump supporters or whatever. I, I'm, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not concerned with that. He stood up. He challenged the unaccountable, these military leaders, people like Millie who are crackpots, and he got punished for it. He got attacked for it. Well, now he's being released. I hope, I hope he, he, he comes out, you know, squeaky clean. I hope he makes a good living. I hope he writes a book. I hope he finds a career in standing up and speaking out against the, 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 the corruption and unaccountability that we have in, in, in our government and our military and all that stuff. But anyway, the, the, the good news here is, aside from his release, you can do it, right? It's possible to win. Well, we're going to
2: see what's going to happen with that particular case. But it's, it's it's daunting that he was the only one punished over the whole Afghanistan debacle. Over everything that happened, the one person held responsible, the one person that the rules actually applied to was a guy sitting back and making a YouTube
1: video. No, no, no. A hold Facebook on. video. Excuse me. You said held responsible and rules applied to? I, 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 I disagree. I think he didn't. What, I mean, OK, maybe the rules are arguably being broken. But he's not being held responsible. What was he responsible for? Saying that we should, as a country, live up to our ideals and our standards? And
2: hold our leaders accountable for oh. their, their uh, horrible actions?
1: That's the foundation of this country. Yeah. Not something to be held yeah. responsible for. That's something to be cherished for.
2: Yeah. Well, I misspoke there, and I agree with you on that sentiment. But when we look at Afghanistan, my goodness, the utter mess, the utter distraction. I mean, this couldn't get any worse than than you could even imagine it to be, especially with the drone bombing of an innocent aid worker and seven children. I mean, when you have actions committed like this, and then the guy criticizing it goes to jail and then you get propped up you get to lie on national media say that you went after isis k whatever that propaganda term means whatever made up invention the pentagon just came out of thin air just to justify this bullcrap i mean you got to be kidding me they bombed a a car with seven children inside of it and an aid worker that was working for a u.s organization that was delivering water and aid to local communities he was a, a person that was well respected in afghanistan for helping people who needed help and the u.s bombed him and then lied about him and said he was trying to kill people because he was filling up waters in his back they knowingly lied to everyone with this larger propaganda story and then this is is the same president that that did this that is calling people like Putin killers?
0: <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> the problem is if we're if we're going to consider this like a really inept, uh, malicious military ex- experience, like the whole U.S. government is just is just. Fallaciously dangerous, let's just say. Yeah, they
2: armed the Taliban with billions of dollars of machine guns (laughs) and weaponry, things that I wish I could own and have that I will never be able to have because of government regulations the Taliban now has with my tax dollars.
0: I I think my problem is that we're using state-funded propaganda media right now. Google, I'm talking to you, Alphabet, to talk about it, and that's a big problem because if you're going to use the Nazis' propaganda to bash the Nazis, it's not going to go very far. And I know I can't, I can't say what I want to say on this TV show because of censorship. This is like the worst military debacle in the last hundred years. I don't know. The, The last 20 years of war, Afghanistan, America, United States, the greatest country ever.
2: Yeah, it was all ruse. It was all based on lies. And the military industrial complex milked it to the last drop until even to the point where where the afghanistan papers came out when the washington post even released documentation showing that it's all a scam nothing's happening here no one's being trained no one's being helped there's no mission here no one knows what's going on here years ago um still it still continued and when it was ended it was ended i think deliberately bad uh, for a very specific reason, and it could have been ended totally differently. There could have been different approaches, and it's just it's just yeah, mind boggling. Right, right. But but we this, we yeah. we
1: we we've we've had the Afghanistan conversation fifty times. Yeah, the issue here was the optimism that this guy yeah. who spoke up has been yeah. released.
0: Yeah, but it's like a, a story that's like m- the headline might as well be "Man Stops Beating His Wife."
2: <laughs> 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 that's good a you gotta, point. You got a point. You got a good point there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I don't see the optimism in that. Well, at least he stopped. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) After a large
1: public campaign, (laughs) he agreed to stop beating his wife (laughs) for now.
2: But it it shows you, again, the politicization of the security state, uh, the politicization of of anyone who speaks out against the agenda, against the narrative. Uh, They want people fearful. They want people afraid to speak out. They want people afraid to stand up. They want people to to buckle down and be afraid of them.
0: We need Google and, and Alphabet on our side, and I know there are people. I know you're listening, and you believe us, and you believe me, and we need you
3: i think that was actually a really profound point that you made about <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because i think it, it in some ways it attests to how hungry we are for some like uh, scruple of good news just like mm-hmm. one good like silver lining to you know focus on for a minute and it's all actually
1: like watching someone dig a hole and then when you hear that they filled the hole we're like yay the hole was filled but it's like the person caused the problem in the first place you know for so, real. yeah, thanks, Ian. Yeah. I was all excited. I'm out. Actually, I,
0: I think I have to go to the bathroom, which is also so under <laughs> <Yeah>, i <yeah>. right <laughs> now. Keep, <laughs> keeping <real> lovers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is some good news. This guy's getting released. I mean, look, it is still good news because we expect people who challenge the machine in the establishment to speak out against unaccountable leaders to get punished permanently. And there was a big, you know, a, a cry of support for this guy, and he did get out. And there are a lot of people who aren't, you know, facing that same, you know, level of um, relief, I guess. There are a lot of people who have challenged the machine and they get locked up for it for a long time. And I don't mean, you know, violent individuals. I mean, like, people who speak out, speak up and get punished. We don't hear about in the news. Mm-hmm. So this just shows that if people do come together, victory is achievable. As much as Ian made a good point. I look at what happens in New York at the vaccine mandates and they say only 10 violations so far. Okay, 21,000 inspections. They didn't find anything. They got 5,800 warnings, 10 violations. That says to me. Because I've, you know, we had Ariel on the show the other day saying that she doesn't get carded by anybody. She goes wherever she wants. Yeah, that says to me that if people just said no, it would be done with, and you would win. what people aren't. Some people are, hmm. but more people need to. Well, it's it's all about the
2: illusion of power. And if you could convince enough people that you do have authority over them, you will. And I think this is the kind of silver lining. This is the kind of balance that a lot of these politicians are playing. They're like, we need to scare the crap out of these people. Uh, we need to make examples out of people. We need to punish people for going against us. And I think this is the stage we're at now because people are seeing how delicate and how vulnerable this entire state is and how easily everyone who, who could just say, hey, I, I'm not going to comply here, that they can't really do anything because there's more of us than they are of them. And even if you add up the police, even if you add up the military, there's a lot more citizenry. There's a lot more people who are willing to do the right thing, stand up. I, I, I'm still optimistic in some ways. I I, I think we still need optimism. Uh, just even if we we're still in a very bad position, I think being optimistic is still important. Because, you know, the way that you see things are the way that things kind of usually kind of play out, especially in your mind. Your mind is extremely powerful. If you think resistance is futile, it is. Absolutely. And I think that's what they're trying to convince you of right now. Uh, it's futile. You're going to lose. Don't, you know, look what we're, you know, they're like stomping on people's personal freedoms and liberties. Look what we could get away with. Uh, and in reality, it's, it's kind of a, a, a desperate, insecure dance that they're doing right now. I don't mm. think
1: that there's a bad outcome in whatever's happening. I don't see a bad outcome. Really? I mean, maybe maybe for a lot of people, they uh, don't want to live a different way than they live and they're comfortable ordering their pizza and wings and watching football, but life's going to change. For me, I'm like, all right, let's 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 just imagine some scenarios. Joe Biden is the most divisive president ever. Or you could say Trump and Biden were very divisive for whatever reason. I don't think Trump's fall. I think the media did it, but I think Trump certainly was divisive. Then you get 2024, Trump runs again. The left loses it. John Podesta gets his wish. The West Coast secedes from the Union. The country falls apart. What happens? I don't know. If you live in Texas, you don't got to worry about the ATF anymore, and you can have all these guns. If you live in New Hampshire, you got freedom. If you live in New York, congratulations. Your mandates are law. Everybody's taxes go down substantially.
0: The federal government is too powerful and needs to be at least ha- have its power kind of taken back to the states. And I think, that, yes. if anything, great, I thought well, as I was relieving myself in the bathroom that, <laughs> Thanks, yeah, it is good. Not only are you funny, but also that... uh Public outcry, man. The power of public outcry. If that can overcome the military, then that's a good sign.
1: I think it's happening. You know, um, like we said with California, Sanctuary State shows the emperor has no clothes. Texas says ATF, no business here. Ohio says it, too. I'm just like, the federal government, yeah, they're panicking because they know their power is
0: just... It's an illusion. What are you going to say, Lydia?
4: So I just wanted to push back a little bit because I feel like what the states are doing, like what California is doing with the border, I think it's terrible, but they're doing it. And what Texas is doing, what Ohio is doing with the ATF, I'm not convinced it's like a form of divorce. I think it's states just asserting their rights as states. I view this as being a very good thing. I'm a huge fan of the Tenth Amendment. And I think that if we were to strip it all back to the states simply upholding the duties that they're supposed to, we would be in a much better place without needing any kind of national divorce. I think that states just need to take that responsibility and get back to it.
0: One of the things that concerns me is not the federal government really is that it's the deep state, the administrative state, like the CIA, Mm. where are they based? They say it's the Pentagon, right? Langley. They say it's it's probably underground somewhere and it's all decentralized. And like they have satellites and control of weapons and crazy lasers. And like, how do you work against that? Or do you work with it? Is that the point?
6: Hmm.
1: No idea. Reminds me of that uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, the secret military base where they're building the gigantic war machine. You ever see that movie? Mm-mm. Oh, come on. Nope. Pop culture reference? <laughs> nope. That's it. I'm a pessimistic. You know, every day when I'm recording my videos, I, I look out the window and there's deer and the leaves are falling. And I'm out here in the middle of nowhere and I'm like, dude, the federal government doesn't have the ability to go state to state and enforce 90% of what they want to, they True. can only go after outliers. And so when Joe Biden goes nuts and, and basically violates the law, I'm, I, and again, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I, I oppose the federal government or anything like that. I actually think America's fantastic. I'm just saying they've revealed they have no clothes. The more this stuff carries on, the more Antifa is violent, the more the states reject federal law. The federal government is just freaking out. It's like try. it's like you got a leak, spr- a, a, if you're in a boat and a leak springs and you can walk over and you can patch that hole up as long as it's the only hole. But like in the cartoons, more and more holes are popping up. And the feds have no ability to actually go and deal with all of them. Then eventually the boat sinks. Hmm. I don't think we're headed towards anywhere dark, though. New Hampshire wants to be wants to be you know independent, I suppose. Texas probably does. For the most part, people probably wouldn't even notice or care. Other than if you're in New Hampshire, your avocado is probably going to get more expensive.
2: Unless you have a trade route going down to uh, Florida or Mexico, and uh, you able you're able to establish uh, free trading lines with. Good the avocado road communities. Call it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's all about the the connections you have, the communities, the neighborhoods, the friendships you have. Um, that's one one part why I try to travel as much as I can to try to stay at as many. Homesteads as I can, as, as many farms as I can to try to, you know, build and harbor good relationships. Cause I think that's going to be something that's going to be absolutely critically important. And that's why I see the federal government trying to stop that at any way that they can in the most dastardly way that they can. And there's an attack on cash. There's an attack on liberty. There's an mm-hmm. attack on. Uh, personal responsibility, and that's because when you get rid of all those things, you'll need subjugated slaves that will obey the government at all costs. Did
0: you guys mm-hmm. see the drones falling out of the sky in yeah. China? China, yeah. So Because I keep thinking drone delivery is the wave Jeez, of the future, but apparently, hot. yeah, this story is light show goes wrong when drones start plumbing out of the sky, and they, the one guy that tweeted said, word on the streets that a rival drone company that lost the bid interfered to overwhelm the drone's nav system. Whoa. And they all came... Well, they they didn't come fall plummeting down. They all kind of like spun down. They had their own. Yeah,
1: like so basically it looks like they were told to land. So we have the video. This is actually a crazy story, man.
4: This is interesting. Drones story.
1: raining from the sky in Zhengzhou. Word on the street, as Ian mentioned, a rival drone company lost the bid, interfered and overwhelmed the drone's nav system. People are like okay. dodging out of the way as the drones are crashing down. Interesting. I don't think people are prepared for what all this new technology really means. When we started we started uh, me and my friends were experimenting with drone tech back in like 2011 early consumer drones really light really crappy would blow away it was like you know we knew like if we're going to use these things they can fall you've got four rotors on these drones if one of them goes out it falls so now they got this video of a guy and he's riding you see the guy riding the, the quadcopter yeah. yeah or it's an octocopter cool. it's got four rotors but it's got two blades on each side and then they're like, you know, it's a, it was an experiment for helping fight fires. And I'm like, dude, if one of those goes out, you die. Cause the crazy thing about that thing he was sitting in was that there were no cages around the blades. So if he pitches forward and the blade goes into his back, I don't X. know how big it was surface wise, but yo, this video is nuts, man.
2: I mean, I saw, I saw a drone light show at Burning Man a few years ago and it was it was something else i mean just being able to see drones in unison dancing and having this light show presented to you this year at the renegade burning man they did another one uh where they did the, the man and they uh, burned it but it was drones flying up in the air so there's a lot of this technology i know the pentagon has been talking about weaponizing small drones and using it uh as a way to attack people where you can't even defend against it so this new technology will have a lot of different ramifications that we can't even foretell in our mm. modern society. So the way that things could go, I mean, it's you guys so ever, unpredictable.
1: You ever play Watch Dogs? Uh, no. no. I I've seen so it. So the first, the first, you, you play as like a hacker, and you yeah. you hack stuff, and it's like, you know, really, basically it's a game where, like, you can change the street lights and, like, open doors. But in Watch Dogs 2, you get remote explosives, you get drones, you get a ground drone and a, and a, and a uh, quadcopter drone, and you can launch the drone, throw an explosive on it, and then fly it at, you know, your opponents or your enemies or whatever. And would pe- I, I, I wonder if they reala- realize that in the game, that, like, yo, that's happening. Yeah. Like, in the Middle East, drones are going up and into military bases and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. This technology stuff, man, I don't think people are prepared for what's going to happen in big cities. They, they're going to need, like, signal grids, like invisible radio wave force fields that when a drone gets too close, it just, it just goes down. Otherwise, it'll go in the city and... Well, well,
2: already DGI has geolocations where it can't operate in, specifically oh, near near prisons, especially near uh, airports. Uh, because there's been are, a lot are, of people also using these drones. They fly them over prisons and they uh, drop, uh, drop drugs <laughs> and other uh, weapons uh, into the, the field. Um, so th- there's been a, a lot of different implications. Yeah, but you can, of this. they can be hacked,
1: they can be manipulated. Of course. There's, there's what people don't realize too is like the consumer ones. Oh yeah, if you buy a consumer drone, it's not going to fly in certain places. But you can buy like a commercial grade drone that is just the, the the motors with no sophisticated computer that can fly however you want.
0: The reason I brought it up, and we don't have to go back to this, because you said avocados are going to get more expensive. Good, good news, but avocado. And you said if not if you, unless you have a trade route, but I, I would feel like New Hampshire would if it was seceded and somehow it would be cut off and there would be no, all the trade routes would be blockaded so i thought drones if, but then if i saw can. this and it's like yeah i the,
2: mean how many men does it take to block off an entire state from the rest of the country I mean, that's a lot of policing. They could probably 000? they could probably keep it up for like a week or two weeks, but it's going to be futile. I mean, people are going to have drones that are going to fly over them and deliver stuff. Yeah. People are going to build tunnels. I mean, look at what's happening on the border. Look at what's happening in, in Palestine and Israel. If people want to get through a wall, they'll get through it. Um, Soldiers way march
1: on their bellies, Ian. They're not going to be able to, to lock down an entire border. Yeah, But I do think considering what, what drones will mean for this future is, is something interesting. So going back to, like, ancient Rome, it's interesting that when Rome collapses, you get these the rise of these different Latin languages. You know what I mean? They're very similar, but because they're separate from each other, they form their own version of the language. Italian and French are very similar, but then Spanish and French are different. But still, you can kind of see where they're similar because everything fell apart and those connections broke and the language has changed. But the interesting thing is when you see, like, the collapse of, uh, of a society or a plague or a major disaster, the technology remains. So I wonder if there are, like, you know, ultra-wealthy individuals who are like, that's what, you know, that's what they want. The idea would be you have eight, 8 billion people all working towards developing new technology. Let's say 90% of their ideas are trash ideas. And they're like, let's make a drone with a clock in it. That way people know what time it is when they fly. And you're like, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. So So they throw that one out. But then someone's like, let's add, you know, uh, uh, fixed wings to one of our drones so it can both fly as a drone or, you know, convert to a glider. And people have done things like that. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. That could save power when it's in glide mode and then convert into a quadcopter by the wings turning up. Interesting idea. Someone has done that. So what happens then is when you have all these good ideas built up and there's a mass crisis of like a civilization collapse or a plague, the technology and the literature and all that stuff that allows you to build
0: it. Remains. Sometimes. The Romans lost, um, aqueduct tech, the aqueduct yep, tech. Making and, concrete underwater. And you'd see like new tribes of people moving into old Roman broken cities and like living under the aqueducts for shade because they didn't really know what they were, how to use them. So technology was lost for like hundreds for sure. of years.
1: And they say that the, the Romans had a way to make concrete underwater right. we still don't know. Mm. So cool. But the point is you will lose, Let, let's say, let's say a society collapses by 80% and you lose 20% of the technology you then have a renaissance after the black plague a renaissance because the knowledge of how to do things better still exists and you know what you need and then all of a sudden everyone's working and contributing and it's a scary thought so
0: store the data like in orbit and like glass i like the idea have you have you seen have you played
1: uh, horizon zero dawn no have you guys played that nope Mm -hmm. ah dude you guys gotta play it's a good game i'm gonna spoil the whole game for you it's it's fairly old but basically you're like you play as this young young woman And there are these robot animals everywhere, like robot elk and robot dinosaurs or whatever. And you like, you know, shoot critical points and break them off and then try and like break the machines and then harvest parts. The story is, it's a a, a great story. Some company created a self-replicating military machine that would consume raw materials and then build new machines. And it had no replicator limit and they lost control of it. And so it was consuming resources endlessly and expanding. And it was a military machine that could, you know, attack, and it was made for the army. So they couldn't stop it. And then eventually they were like, we know that this planet will die. These machines will eventually wipe out all organic matter, converting it into these machines, and there's nothing we can do to stop it. So they come up with a plan. I think the, pl- I think the plan is called Zero Dawn. And the plan was to build underground bunkers— that would wait the amount of time necessary until all biomass was destroyed and the planet was eradicated and all of these machines powered down and then re terraform the earth with seeded life and the robot animals are the first iteration of life, like of, of some kind of life to start facilitating the ecosystem and then human clones start emerging and they are all like tribalistic and not realizing it. That's a crazy game. Hmm. Yeah. Cool story, huh? Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Just wait it out. That's that's the age old. Just just wait it out. Maybe that's what people need to do today. It's like go homestead and then just wait it out. Maybe Mm.
0: it takes it takes. Well, historically, it it could take like thousands, hundreds of years, maybe thousands, hundreds of years. But time kind of speeds up sometimes too. Like if you have more. Yo,
1: it's October.
0: More access to (laughs) what the (laughs) space? I was looking
1: at will of the people (laughs) today. So I was doing a sound check, and so I just was like I'll play "Will of the People." It's a song I released, and it was November second, twenty twenty. Yeah, and it's I'm been like, a year. It's been wow. a year. Yeah,
4: it's what the?
0: Damn, that's, that's wild.
4: By. That's
1: crazy, man.
4: That's crazy. Man. I guess when you're
1: when you're when you're locked up, locked down, and the country's imploding, you got you got a lot to do. Time flies, huh? They say time flies when you're having fun, but
0: I don't know. <sighs> we're just getting old. Did, did you see time the time flies uh, with age? Exactly. Were, yeah. yeah. The one representative wanted to pass a law that made guys get vasectomies. Yeah. Is that real?
1: I mean, it's just hyperbole where they're like, if you're going to control yeah, a woman's body, foreign. then yeah. we're going to chop men's balls off. If you're going to be
0: authoritarian, then we're going to be even more author- authoritarian. Yeah. Don't there's, do that, by
1: the way. Well, look, I'll put it <laughs> this way. <A> terrible plan.
0: <laughs>
1: Like, there's no real law in that. It's just shock content. And I, and it's because they're talking to each other. When like It's like we mentioned with Colbert doing the, the vaccine shuffle thing. He's not talking to any of us. <laughs> That's not convincing <laughs> in any way. So who's he talking to? The people who are already vaccinated. There mm-hmm. you go. Who's this guy talking to? The people who already agree with him. That's that. That's the problem with two very distinct cultures in this country, and that's where we're going, baby.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: At least drones won't be falling out of the sky <laughs> <laughs> yet. Oh, don't be so <laughs> yeah. sure about that, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, wait for it. I'm I'm surprised we didn't see videos like this sooner. They they are coming down slowly. Yeah, People are, like dodging out of like the their way. Their
0: emergency side. rotors are kicked in. I think when they come down. But well, they're just t- they're just
1: being sent home, so they're turning off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think that's the biggest concern we have in terms of you know political issues and stuff. Definitely right? What we're facing. And Joe Biden flying a drone would concern me, but <laughs> for, know, we yeah. would call
0: these first world problems. Technically, it's like authoritarian autocracy, but it's still our authoritarian autocracy. Okay. So. How do we deal with this? It's not like we're we're starving for water right now and we have to build a fire with sticks because that would be harder than what we're doing right now trying to solve this. That's what I keep saying.
1: And there are a lot of people who don't want to accept reality. The reality Mm -hmm. is you are a privileged, wealthy individual in America. All of this stuff is a gift we're lucky to have. We shouldn't let anyone take it from us if it's ours, and we worked for it and we built it. But at the same time, if it came down to my principles and all of the luxury, I would accept my principles. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why I said, if YouTube emailed me right now, and they were like, "Tim, you must show us your proof of vaccination, otherwise, we will not allow you to upload," I'd be like, "I guess, I guess we're not doing YouTube anymore." Guess we're done. That's that's a hard line. I'm not. I'm, I'm not okay with that. But for the time being, you know, we get to live in luxury. We get to speak our minds. We get to challenge these systems, and we'll keep doing it until we can't. Yeah.
2: Stop giving YouTube ideas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that they might actually implement because <laughs> every company over a hundred people, you know, mandated by our supreme. Uh, uh, geriatric overlord uh, <laughs> has mm-hmm. dictated to us that over a hundred people. If you run a company, you need to get you know vaccinated. YouTube, the content creators could be considered employees because we are uploading and working a part of this system and who knows how far they will push it. I think they're going to try to push it as far as they can. And the only thing that will continue to allow this push is people's ignorance and compliance. Mm -hmm. So if you think you have to comply, if you don't know that there's other alternatives, if you don't know that there's other possibilities, if you just blindly just say yes Overlord, I will do what you tell me. You don't understand that that situation will deteriorate and only keep getting worse and worse and worse since the Overlord will keep asking for more and more
1: from you. Which is why I say no. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't comply your way out of tyranny.
4: Yeah, this is a classic case of feeding the alligator in the hopes that it eats you last. It's still going to eat you in the end. Mm -hmm. Maybe Mm -hmm. you should stop. What if I eat it? Yeah, there you go. What if I'm in a cage with an alligator
1: (laughs) and I trick it? It's busy eating. luke. and then while while (laughs) eating, Luke, I go ha. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
3: Alligator.
1: Yeah, you you can get it to eat itself. (laughs) You didn't see that one coming.
0: Trick (laughs) it with its own tail. I like it. I
1: think I think history is plagued with examples of people who are like. If I just duck, death will pass my door.
4: I think that we're especially at risk of this in our super, super cushy environment. We don't believe that it's ever really going to get that bad, and we're wrong. Dude, and we're facilitating it, and we're making it easier for it to happen. Well,
2: we're, we're also very comfortable, and we're very fat. Exactly, uh, you, literally fat. At, yeah, uh, diabetes and obesity sc- skyrocketed up. Uh, you look, you want to look at comorbidities, especially with COVID. Um, th- that's definitely one to really look at and have another conversation about. But there's a there's a meme that I just posted uh, a few hours ago and said, uh, and it says, we're still complying, so we're going to be fine, right? And it's people no. in World War II. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's I'm that's not going to say good. it. No, there's, no, there's, no, yeah. there's no, there's no, uh, there's no, there's uh, no, there's no, this is before any kind of action happened, but it, so. it specifically <laughs> highlights, you know, a, a point in history where a lot of people did think that if we just do what the government wants us to do, everything will be fine. No, we and, them, and, right? and if you have this kind of naive ability, you don't know history. Uh, and People and, are fighting over yeah. toilet paper.
1: Right? They fought over toilet paper last year. Shelves were emptied. Today's show says there's going to be more food shortages. We're hearing that there's, you know, economic collapse underway. Biden's agenda is failing, whether it would work or not. People are uh, we're hearing more reports that when Christmas comes around, the surge in demand with a lack of supply will cause a major crack in the economy and you will not be able to find certain foods at your stores. And then people say, "Tim, I have no choice but to comply. My kids need food." And I'm like, "You don't get it, dude. The complying is why your kids don't have food. Why yeah. they won't have food? Because they shuttered the economy, destroyed your business, and still you complied." That's the crazy thing to me. How many hundreds of thousands of businesses were destroyed? How many people were left starving? They had no plate. They had no food to eat. They were angry. They were demanding. How many people in New York City lost their businesses? And now, after being beaten over the head with what the government did, they come out with a VAX mandate and these small businesses say, okay, if I comply this time, everything will be okay. And still, the Today Show, NBC, and these news outlets say the food shortages are getting worse, but people are just like, if I just keep doing the same thing, the fire will stop burning me. Yeah, farmers
2: Mm. were literally told... Burn your crops, kill your farm animals. Um, And they're still getting some orders like that from the top levels of the federal government. And I think the economic warfare here is extremely significant because when we look at the small businesses that were destroyed, that were shuttered by people saying, just follow the laws, just follow the rules, just comply. Just It's just two weeks. Slow the spread. We need to lock down. When that happens, that took away people's economic freedom. And when people have a little bit of money, they have a little bit of freedom. They have more choices. They have more options. When you take away their money, when you take away their ability to put food on the table, when you take away their ability to make any kind of living for themselves, they're forced into subjugation. They're forced into a UBI system. They're forced into saying, government, please give me a a lot of your money. I think that's why another reason the federal government gave so much unemployment benefits that had another very negative repercussions for our kind of domestic economy, but economies worldwide are being shattered. They're being utterly destroyed. Billionaires are becoming richer than ever. And these are because of the top down centralized economic policies that have been literally locking people down in their own prisons, in their own homes, telling them, you can't leave, you can't go anywhere. And this is going to, again, exacerbate this problem, and we still have not felt the larger ramifications of the economic consequences because of that. There's, the labor shortages, the supply shortages, yeah. this is just the beginning.
1: And, 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 and complying yep. is driving it. That's right. There, there, there's the story of a, a man, he walks up at a circus and he sees an elephant tie a full-grown elephant with a single little rope tied around its foot and then to a single little peg hammered in the ground and the elephant won't escape and he says i don't understand why the elephant doesn't escape and just rip out the 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 peg and leave and the man says well when they were little we tied them to the peg and they weren't strong enough to break free they've spent their whole life tied to it and they don't realize they've become strong enough to break you know break free from this it's
0: like why we wear clothing <laughs> is that why? Just kidding. Keeps you warm. Yeah, no, I going to say. But like, I that's why we wear clothing warm, in the I desert. Yeah. I actually don't want to get bit by mosquitoes. You yeah. should go to Burning Man. You don't need to wear clothing there. You don't, <laughs> don't need to wear clothing. No. You yeah. don't need
1: to wear clothing at Pride events.
0: We, we are we're trained animals, man. We've trained ourselves as a species. That's very interesting. When I like but to break then, that stuff down and think about all the little things that we've been trained to do that maybe aren't the, really all that good for yes, us. Yes, yes, yes. But elephants are are, are intelligent,
1: and the, the, the point of the story is not to say that we're as dumb as animals. It's to point out that we have the power. We just haven't realized it. I mean, the Founding Fathers did. They were like, hell nah.
3: Yeah, that's a really critical point about actually like the compliance is the reason your kid's hungry. Because like I remember in 2020 in California, I couldn't get a haircut. Like I just went from place to place, called place to place. They were all closed. And I finally like called the do- dozenth place or the 20th place. And this guy was just like, yeah, I'm open. I was like, really, you're open? I go, oh, I go in and just like, really? You never, you never closed down? He's like, no. You know why? I'll tell you something funny. I have a lease. And as long as I pay the money that that lease says, I can be here. He just said no. And he stayed open. Didn't close one day. Yeah. And I'm thinking about the other people that just did close because they were just like, oh, well, I guess I have to. Mm. When
1: people say, you know, I can't risk my kids, you are literally risking your kids. It's the craziest thing to me that people have complied from day one and it's only gotten worse. There's a meme going around saying, how many people who, who told you that after we get the vaccine, things will go back to normal feel really stupid right now? Mm. nothing 's back to normal it 's only getting worse.
2: Another thing that was very interesting about the lockdowns is that is that it also kind of brought back to life the the black economy. Uh, because I remember even hiring barbers to come to my house and give me haircuts at my house, and there was a whole underground uh, economic system that that started. There were speakeasies, there was underground parties, there was secret rooms where people gathered, and that's why I think there's going to be more financial ramifications. There's going to be more de-dollarizations. There's going to be more incentives to get rid of cash, and and I think this is all coming full circle with the 2030 agenda, build back better. There openly calling for it. Biden is openly announcing his legislation is a part of it. Uh, Boris Johnson is literally uh, cracking open beers and uh, spreading butter, saying build back butter and build back beer in the most ridiculous, stupid dad jokes that are promoting a globalist agenda that are truly about, again, making sure that you own own nothing, you have no privacy, and you allegedly will be happier more than ever. And to clarify, the agenda
0: is Klaus Schwab's basically his economic forum, he wants to invite corporations to take over as global governance in accordance with governments, like national governments. He doesn't think that they can handle them on their own, so he wants corporations to step in and start to govern us. These authoritarian machines that we've given personhood to that can fire you at will to be the governor, it does just is not at all synergizing with the United States of America and the founding of the country and the concept of the Constitution. They
1: don't don't view this country.
0: He doesn't understand this country. No, 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 no,
1: no. They've they they, they they've already, look, this country is under an occupation, okay? They're, they're, they're you, you can argue there's two factions out of the many different ways to describe the factions. But one is true Americans, and the other is woke internationalism. These are people who say the country wasn't founded in 1776. Okay, well, we know from American history, it was. The signing of the Declaration of Independence set forth this great new nation. They say, nah, 1619, we made stuff up, and now it's true. Those people don't believe in the history of this country. They don't believe in the ideals of this country. They don't like the founding fathers. They tear down statues of Frederick Douglass, a man born into slavery and then becoming one of the greatest American heroes. Mm. We we, we built statues for this guy. Mm -hmm. They take down statues of Abraham Lincoln. They do not like this country. They don't support this country. But there are people working in, in the FBI, in the DOJ, in local police departments who just don't care. The country was gutted complete demoralization we've lost touch with our values and what makes this country strong and now we have police officers in seattle willing to enforce the law against those who would oppose antifa
0: it's like uh, the
1: doj going after parents the first saying don't teach my kids this
0: garbage the federal reserve is like one of those funguses that get in the in the ant's brain and makes it like climb up and get eaten and it got into the united states in 1913 with the federal reserve and it made us like you know malfunction and now we're like wasting away and starving twitching on the ground and it's still in our brain, so we need to extract it and heal this body. I don't think it's possible. You got to heal it slow; otherwise, your are shock kill the system.
1: That's why I said right. I think what's going to happen is that the country breaks apart. But look, in the end, that's still beneficial for woke internationalism. Hmm. I don't think globalism is necessarily the right word because I don't think these people actually care about that. They're they're largely focused on the West, the, the Europe, and the in, the in the in the U.S. They don't care about China, you know, for the most part. And I think that is it's that it's a it's a it's like a. Um, it's a cult. It is a cult of people who despise Western enlightenment, who despise critical thought and American history and, and European history. I mean, that's it. And the end result will be it all breaks apart. In in the end, we will live better lives. Your kids will have food. You'll have to do more work. You'll have to actually go out and probably plant some food and learn how to farm again. It won't be that rudimentary. You'll still have you know farms who take care of you for the most part. But cities, boy, you're in trouble. How much of your food is imported from California or from other countries? A lot. Mm-hmm. California, for sure. If California breaks off, man, wow. I'll tell you this. All the food is grown by Republicans for the most part. So those big cities are in trouble. But then they're not going to start just sharing all the food with everybody. Nebraska, man, they're going to have a monopoly on corn. I'll tell you that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: even during the Great Depression, during those times, there was still a far significant higher number of farmers and self-sufficient people. And there was still a lot of people who were hurt by the Great Depression, but predominantly hurt in major urban areas, major big cities. Now there's been a huge distribution of farmers to city slickers, and there's been a big migration to people to live in cities. So I I do feel if there is some larger economic ramifications that the reverberations will be far more significant and they will hurt far more people, especially with this larger demographic change that we have seen throughout the last few decades
1: we got to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and go to TimCast.com for that sweet members-only segment coming up around 11 or so p.m. But we got a huge library of members-only content, so make sure you sign up anyway. Let's see what y'all got to say. Harry Toe says, Luke, thank goodness I have puked every day (laughs) since you've been gone. (laughs) I'm happy you're better. (laughs) Very, very, very brutal. Yeah. Camel of the Mojave says, once again, the government has announced a war against its own people. The same people will demand price controls. It's going to be brutal. Once we get into that yep. territory of price controls, ooh,
0: That's wow. what they did in Venezuela.
2: Exactly.
1: How did that work Stunning. out? What happened?
2: <laughs> I, there, there was no toilet paper
0: available. <laughs> when you say price now. control, like what happened? The
1: government says you can't charge more than a dollar for bread. And then people are like, yo, it cost me a dollar ten to make the bread, so I won't make it. There you go. Oh. And then they try, the problem is centralized government doesn't know every trade vector. It can't. So they'll be like, stop selling toilet paper for ten dollars. Sell it for five and then the company that chops the trees down, well, far removed, says, look, in order to hire enough people, the government says you have to pay my employees 10 bucks an hour. And they'll be like, that would mean it would cost 10 bucks for a roll of toilet paper, not $5. does not work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Command economies. Doesn't they work. Don't work. All right. This is something Ian mentioned. The Hylian Juggalo says, Tim, check out Rep. PA rep Chris Rapp's reproductive responsibility bill. Guys get a forced tube snip at three kids or 40 years old and people who report those who don't comply get rewarded 10k it's very it's clearly meant to be a nonsensical garbage bill that addresses no real argument from conservatives but is meant to just be like we're children Mm -hmm. it's funny when the left is like you know my body my choice when they talk about pro-choice and it's like yo conservatives are saying the baby isn't your body like how is that hard to understand i guess if you don't understand you can't have a, a, a cohesive argument patrick kennedy says first super chat ever new suggested title Brave new Fahrenheit 1984 Vendetta, Shrugged. Aha. <laughs> 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 nice. That's a good one. Is Dr. Fauci more of a Dr. Ferris or a Dr. Stadler? Who were those? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm not sure. Um, a, is uspachemin
0: a, a what? A Spichemin? Spichemin? Is that German?
1: Spichemin? Dr. Spachemin?
0: Dr. Sattler from Jurassic Park?
1: No, no, no. Dr. Spachemin. People there. in the chat are getting it. Yeah. You guys. Well, wow, we're slow. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, you I guys don't know. watch 30 Rock? No. Mm-hmm. No. 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 Best show ever. Sorry, I want to Trid- pull together what you said with what
3: uh, Alex Jones said the other day. I think we should go with Mister Sickle.
1: Got it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
3: that makes sense. Mister
2: That's Sickle. what it means. In uh, <laughs> that's the, what he I pointed out. I, I like that. that. Never I forgot mean, it. So
6: interesting.
1: Aiden says, "Hello, Tim and Co. From the Shenandoah Valley. Thank you for the work you do. Please wish us luck as we try to boot our Democratic overlords in November. Good luck. Ah, we're not too far away from there. I'm pretty no, sure. Not, yeah. Good luck, Aiden. All right. Eric says for Ian Ohio slang." If someone improperly gets in front of you in line or, or something, what is that referred to
0: as? Um, cutting. Cutting in line.
4: Yeah, I thought so, right?
0: Yeah. And I'd also be like, dang it. Oh, you, you didn't get it right. I, well, I'm not going to say anything um, profane. Was that If one?
1: someone improperly gets in front of you in line for something, what is that referred to as in Ohio? Do you give up? I give up. Ditching.
0: Ditching is when you leave someone without them knowing. Well, yeah. that's, that's yeah. not a
1: slang term, ditching. That's what, maybe it's new
0: slang. I left Ohio in 20, 2001. Oh wow. That's really Joe cool. Biden <laughs> is a diddler says, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: great, great <laughs> username. Nice. <laughs> I love the username. Nice. <laughs> All right. Brandon Aycock says, since nobody else will do it, I'll call Luke out. Whoa. Whoa. Why oh. do you say import instead of importance? Is it your, uh, uh, uh I don't oh, think I can Is nice. it. Is it your autistic word like the use of literally as to other people? I don't know what that means. Uh, potato, potato is my response Did to you.
4: Yes. Luke, Luke often language. picks
1: the wrong word that sounds similar to the other word. But That's things nuts. can be of great but Im- import. But if you look at yeah. the
2: definition of it, it kind of makes sense. It, it does. does make, uh, truly it truly makes, makes sense. sense something yeah. can be of great sometimes import. Sometimes I'm able to pull it
0: off.
1: And, <laughs> sometimes. Uh, <laughs> sometimes not. Most of the times. Silent... AF- AFH says, "Ian passing a bag of gems out to everyone. Dare I say these are the
0: family jewels? Indeed. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> yes. Happy awesome. day, bro. I'm loving these super chats today. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Spicy. Bug H Q says, Tim, to your points about being about believing in something and moving and changing your life. Please check your pitches email. I sent about this. As I agree completely and I've done that myself. P S. You've got crickets on their way. Are they alive, crickets? Oh, I hope so. Hmm. We have 15 chickens now. Woo! Because this is a crazy thing, right? If you take chickens, mm-hmm. yes. and at least one's a dude, oh. and you put them in a space, mm-hmm. one day you'll have more chickens. Ooh. <laughs> just magic. all of a sudden, one day, there's like, how that works. it's yeah. magic. Three more chickens, and we're like, Whoa. Huh? <laughs> and then there's five more chickens, and we're <laughs> like, huh? like,
4: Pop out of the ground. No, they just,
1: they just uh, yeah, just manifesting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm it's very like, excited oh. for the eggs. No, mm-hmm. I don't think, no,
1: Dor- so Dorothy is brooding, but those eggs all spoiled. They're all rotten. Oh. oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she failed as a mother. Oh, oh. Dorothy, I don't blame oh. you. Oh. We got to do a purge. Oh, we got to purge all the eggs. Okay. So oh we're gonna have God. to, yeah, I think I don't know I don't know what the problem was, but it's been a, it's been a month and nothing's happened, so oh. we're gonna call it and mm. we're just gonna have to shuffle them all away. They, your they butt's might not, not have warm been enough. No, mm. no, maybe just the eggs weren't fertilized properly, the, and then the other chickens were laying in the same place, and then she wasn't sitting on them properly because there was too many, so Aww. it was just mm.
0: bad temperature. Could it be?
1: if she wasn't sitting on the eggs then they would die and she couldn't cover all the eggs so it just mm. created Aww. problems so we've got to yep, yep yeah, the other chickens for some reason won't go in any of the other laying areas anymore they used to lay in Weird. a bunch of different spots and they all started laying in the same spot and so they say you have to go in every day and remove the new eggs so only and you have to mark them so you know which ones and we didn't know what we were doing mm. you know yeah
4: live and learn alright, let's see what
1: we got let's see Average student says my uni has a required course for my minor on CRT where the professor not only has required lectures by Crenshaw and listening to black feminist rants. <laughs> wow. Yikes. Sounds fun. Mm.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Tino says the real gem is my dad's novel *Barons: The Decline and Fall of an American Banking Empire by C.W. Acosta based on his experience as a bank executive in the 80s available as an e-book on Amazon. Ooh, that's oh, cool. Cool, hmm. yeah. Josh Branson says, Tim, if parents remove their kids from public schools in a mass exodus, Biden will use DHS and the FBI to steal your kids and lock parents up. Mm. I don't know about that. Mm. The feds don't have as much power as people think. It's an illusion. Mm. They have enough so that they can enforce the percentage of crimes that exist, and not all of them but not if everybody was you know, outraged and freaking out. There's
2: already a lot of people not in public schools. Germany implemented some uh, restrictions arresting parents for On homeschooling, homeschooling children. Yeah. Uh, but in the United States, there's a huge... Sur- You'll be surprised with how many people actually do this, and, and mm-hmm. I believe this is the right thing to do.
4: Yeah, and I, I, Tim mentioned the other day that conservatives are the ones that have the kids, but the leftists are the ones that control them and they can use them to control conservatives. But yeah, like you say, mm. if enough people do it, then.
2: Hopefully. But I think there's this obsession with trying to raise and teach children this because the, they're dying out. Mm-hmm. These, uh, these, right. a lot of these uh, leftist, SJW, woke people, they're not having children and because of that, they want to kind of spread their ideas. Yes. And I think that's why they're doing it so fanatically and, and so brazenly. And I think it's it might work, it might not work, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Think
1: you're right. All right, let's see. Ricky L Hendricks says a lot of school boards have their own police that are separate from city and county with their own jurisdictions. Oh, interesting. Huh. Talbot Link says, "Dad meme, are you a learning, son?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jack Attack says, "Freedom begins in the mind. Teach your kids not just simply about history." But show them the mindsets they had back then. Teach them about Thomas Paine's work, about Patrick Henry's speech in the Federalist Papers.
0: I'm a big fan of Band of Brothers. The Do- Have you guys ever seen the mm, uh, sure. it, 10 part yeah. uh, miniseries? Incredible mm. world. It's about the uh, 101st Airborne, World War II, dropped cool. behind German lines on, on Normandy D Day, and then they just fought the entire way to uh, Hitler's Eagle Nest. And, man, you see what those guys went through. That is well... Well, it's a Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: We are so spoiled.
3: Mm-hmm. We are so lucky. Yeah, you we have, have no, no idea. idea yeah. The beautiful ones in the rat experiment. Yep.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. yep that's us. RVDL. Glad to see Luca's back. All right. Thanks for having me.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Brian Tume says, Little guy has guns. If they can look at your account and see who bought guns, ammo, and accessories. But they don't look at the transactions. This would allow them to track incoming and outcoming revenue in total. So like once a month, if you made $7,000, they'd see that. If you spent $6,000, they would see that. So the issue is, if they know on your tax return that your W-2 is Starbucks at 12 bucks an hour, but for some reason you're bringing in 24 bucks an hour on average for your bank account, they're gonna say, hey, where's that all, where's that money coming from? Something doesn't add up. And then they're gonna tax you.
4: So how long until they start tracking what you're spending your money on?
1: They haven't passed it yet, but it seems like because Republicans are spineless losers that are Bias. just in line with the Democrats, they will. <laughs> and then it takes effect, I think, 2023.
4: How exciting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Little Tails' Farm says, hey, Tim, our chicken city is almost complete. Woo! We're calling it Chicken Town. Inspiration came from you and cast there. Check out the progress we've made. Tagged you on IG little tales farm on youtube up. i did see your post and the funniest part is the camera goes like it shows the chickens walking out of the house and then it goes to the window and there's like a regular window with a screen and there's a chicken just looking out the window I want that. Awesome. so uh, our chicken city is almost complete it looks amazing Beautiful. they built this big deck wrapping around so the little cool. house and then they're going to fence off the whole thing so it's going to be massive and then we'll be able to keep like a lot of chickens in there.
2: i'm so excited awesome. for it not because of the chicken city, but because the frickin' rooster's not gonna be in front of my <laughs> right RV in the parking you. lot. But you know <laughs> where Thank it
0: is. You know where it is gonna be. Rooster right outside you. my window. <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: you go, but you go to sleep when the rooster like goes crazy though, so oh you'll be fine. God. You'll be okay. The rooster <laughs> okay. goes off at like four or five o'clock in the morning. It's been waking me up every morning. Nice. um so you go to sleep at four or five, right?
0: It depends, man. I don't have a schedule. I work late, so I'm usually up to like four, and then I go to sleep around four
2: a.m. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll the rooster will be your. your I bought like a hundred earplugs. I'm ready. Something perfect. I (laughs) I use earplugs. They don't work.
1: We have a problem (laughs) with this rooster because he'll literally scream for like a half an hour. Is it because it's bright? No. So there is a problem because people will leave the garage spotlight on, Um. and then if he randomly wakes up, he's dumb. And then he'll start screaming at two a.m. You got to show me how to close uh, that.
2: Uh, I don't know how to <laughs> close that
1: light off. People are supposed to turn it off every night. Okay, they haven't been. Yeah.
4: Well, then Blue we got
1: to. You I'll, know, I'll be doing that. We do have yeah, a bull sure. whip in the closet. We'll bring out and just oh, make it sure. Oh,
4: cracks real good. <laughs> I like. I it. remember. Uh, we there's
1: we there's, a, that, there's yeah. a breaker yeah, we got to flip fun. to turn the lights off. Okay. But then otherwise, the chickens are. You know, they're not smart, so they it, they'll go to sleep, then wake up and see the light, and he says, "I wake up at two in the morning with him." He's right next to my my room as well, but uh. When uh, when we move him, that shouldn't be a problem, except there still is a problem that at, like, 7 a.m. when he gets up, he will literally scream for, like, 30 minutes. And I'm like, something must be wrong with him. Like, no joke. It was, it was like, uh, 8.50. And I usually record my segments a little bit after 9. And he was just going, you know, he was crowing no, for, like, 10 minutes. And I'm like, Jeez. I got to go out there. Because, like, this is, I've never seen this. I guess it's normal. I don't know. And then I went out there. And then as soon as, soon as he saw me, he just stopped and looked at me. And then I screamed at him <laughs> he ran off. Why do I believe this? And then that was it, he stopped screaming. Mm. So he but gets you, attention. But you can it's get a collar, I guess, that makes him quieter.
0: Yeah, it kinda compresses their vocal cords Aww. and they go, Ugh. it just it looks abusive, so that I didn't seems really terrible. I haven't, I haven't gone there <laughs> yet, but maybe I will. It's better than taking an axe My, to his neck. Yep. He's been
1: getting yep. braver. Yep. Oh, yeah, because we had a problem. Vanessa's been attacking the other chickens. And so when I go in, like, trying to, like, you know, we've got to to separate them and stop the fighting because Vanessa's getting really aggressive. Hmm. He, like, runs up and, like, comes at me, and then I just stand up, and then he, like, (laughs) oh.
4: All right. Let's read some more. Anyway.
1: (laughs) All right. Don Belmore says, Tim, tax the rich pool. Explain this. Top 1% earn 21% and pay 40%. Bottom 50 earn 12% and pay 3%. Mm -hmm. 2020 tax revenue is 3.7. Is that trillion dollars? Nobody needs to be taxed more. Change my mind. I agree, personally yeah, myself, hundred percent. Uh, uh, everyone
2: should have, you know, the, the ability to do what all the elites do and avoid uh, taxes.
1: All right. I mean, uh, money's,
2: money's being wasted. The Federal Reserve literally prints it out of thin air, anyway. Mm.
1: And my issue is when you know Soros and Bloomberg and Steyer start dumping hundreds of millions of dollars to strip our rights away, and the, and, and they fund propaganda machines. Like I have a problem with that.'t like that. I don't think giving the money to the government solves the problem. Mm-hmm. so as much as I can agree with Bannon when it's like, yo, we're getting ripped off here, I don't think giving the government money solves the problem. I don't know how to solve the problem. What
0: if we deflated the economy and took that from the rich from the ultra ultra wealthy exactly it doesn't what? it doesn't make sense because rich no.
1: people don't have it's not it's, not, it's not like they have a briefcase with a billion dollars in it yeah. It's like they've got a plot of land that so so Mark Zuckerberg loses seven billion dollars in in wealth, and then someone posted on reddit. Okay, so where did the money go? Like, it's just gone. And people are like, yes. This was a leftist subreddit where they were like, how did he lose the money? It wasn't spent. Like, where is it? Because they genuinely do not understand what wealth is. And then they were like, so you mean it's it's not real? Never was. That's why people can be worth something on paper and then do an IPO. So they're like, the CEO of this company is worth a billion dollars based on his stock holdings in the company. And then he'll be like, I'm going to do an IPO. Why? Because he's not actually rich. Because he wants realized gains. He wants to be like, okay, now I'll sell enough and make that actual billion dollars. All right. Josh Harding says, hey, Tim and Cass, support local businesses. Seriously, it's super important. This is a dangerous game, so don't play. Love what you guys do. Keep up the fight. God bless you all. Thank you very much. Yeah, you got to vote with your dollar and your dollar matters. True that. All right. Let's see. I don't, I'm
0: not going to, I can't pull up that law.
1: Cameron Carlton says, Ian is right. Trump would have done the same thing. The state is garbage.
0: You know, Tim made a good point, though. It's it's an assumption. I don't know what he would have done.
1: I don't think it would have been the same. I think it would have been... I think... Look, when Trump was was still in office, he tried telling the states to reopen and said, I don't have the authority to force them to do it. If they want to lock down, that's, that's their jurisdiction. That's their, you know, prerogative. If he was the president now, I don't think he would all of a sudden just reverse and be like, now I have the authority to mandate all these things. Trump was not doing these things. He wasn't sending out the cops to shut down the riots. He tried defending a federal building, and we were a lot of people were mad. Like, yo, why won't you end the rioting? Because he wasn't. He didn't start any wars. Yeah. Joe Biden, (laughs) he's a bad guy. All right. Colin Stevens says, Tim, my soon-to-be former employer, Asbury Automotive Group, is gearing up to fine unvaccinated employees fifteen dollars to recoup their expenses incurred by the unvaccinated. My girlfriend and I bought a farm. We are out. Glad to hear it. Good. Learn all that good sustainability and crop rotation stuff. There you go. Colin Stevens says $15 per week. Oh, wow. Wow, man, man. RJ says, I thought I just had Luke for last night and then three (laughs) heart-eye emojis.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I parked the RV. He's um, here for good.
1: I, I don't know about good, but, you know. <laughs> for bad. Well, he is. For bad. We're playing it by ear. What Luke doesn't uh, know is that we hobbled the RV as soon as he. <laughs> yeah, he left. can't leave. Sorry. We Luke. went and we mangled up the wiring and then broke the axle. Atlas is so happy. Yeah, oh, she, she this is her
2: home. This is her first home. So she was raised here. She was trained here. So she's very happy to be back here.
1: I don't know. When I saw her and asked her if she was happy here, was <laughs> shrugged. Uh, Atlas, oh, yeah. oh, snap. oh, that's good. Boom. <laughs> that was very good. I I just won the internet. Yeah,
4: I think so. I think
1: so. All right, let's see what we got. Dave says, let's go, Brandon. Oh,
4: okay. Who's Brandon? I don't know.
1: (laughs) The Happy Holistic says, Ian, you are correct that Trump pushed the vax, but you forget that he pushed therapeutics like hydroxychloroquine and monoclonal antibodies in spite of the CDC and media.
0: No, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a good point. Yeah, He's not as authoritarian as Biden. The media went nuts for it. Yeah. They were like, Trump's crazy. Injecting But but, but the Mm -hmm. weird thing is,
1: I don't think Trump actually recommended it. He was, like, referencing stories that had come out, like TechCrunch reported, like, promising story. I think there is a problem if Trump sees a story and then assumes it's like a, you know, like a, a pre clinical trial shows promise. And then Trump's like, wow, we got it. There it is. And it's like, no, 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 hold on. But the media's response was just lies, manipulation, crazy crackpot garbage, as they usually do. But as I always say, yeah, talk to your doctor about what's right for you.
4: That's right. Like a drug commercial.
1: Yeah. Thomas Sidebottom says, Tim, it's easier to avoid falling into the trap of mandate with exemptions if you just start calling it what it is. They are loyalty tests, not vaccine mandates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. is why we say Mm -hmm. that New York City already soft seceded. Because they're telling a large portion of the population of this country you can't go there anymore.
2: Yeah, and the loyalty test will be increasing and getting more difficult from here. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Let's grab some Super Chats. What do we got here? Happy Nappy says, bought tickets for TLC show in Dallas tonight. No health check needed during purchase. Day of, all of a sudden, they required health check before you can get in the door. Staying home, principles over luxury. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd demand a refund. Yeah, yeah. Uh, TLC, do.
0: like, uh let's go chasing waterfalls? No, yeah. don't. No,
6: don't. Go. don't do
1: it. E. Stay Smith says, all right, let's, they, they say... Ian, 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 Ian. Yes, Ian, keep it Ian, coming, Ian, baby. Ian, Ian, Ian. Hi. <laughs> oh, what about that? <laughs> Jacobson v. Massachusetts determined that states hold the power to mandate vac- vaccinations, not the federal government. Wait, wait, can you give me the name of that one again? Jacobson v. Massachusetts. Oh,
0: that's yeah, so I'm what I was looking, looking talking at. About, yeah. yeah, that states have the right. Oh. Yep.
1: Eric Skelly says someone sent an email to my hospital where I work to get me fired after I spoke out against my kids wearing masks at school. Whoa. Another parent is getting death threats after talking at a school board meeting here in California. Silencing we the parents. Wow. Jeez.
0: Man. I'll say about this uh, Jacobson versus Massachusetts. Alex Jones told me that they are referencing this court case as a as a like as a reason to to push these mandates. But I'd haven't looked deep into enough. So thank you for pointing out that it's the states that won the right to do that. Because mm, of the score case.
6: Interesting. Mm.
1: Friedrich Bormann says hello, team. Luke, this question is for you. Does Free State Project help internationals to immigrate to the libertarian community from abroad? I'm finishing my bachelor in Canada and want to move to the community with with shared values. Where can I contact you about this?
2: Um You could go on the F. Uh, fsp.org. They have a great website and they have all the information you need to get started there. There's a lot of people there. There's a lot of women. There's a lot of men. There's a lot of single people. So they would be more than happy to help you to, of course, uh, relocate. Um, and they have f- people who work full time who literally, it's their job to, to help you, uh, move there and,
1: uh, you know, find a job there, find an apartment or a house, whatever you may need. Wow. So cool. Meme type says tim careful fiddling with your credit card on live stream someone's going to find a frame where they can see the number it's not a credit card it is a metal business card from one of the trucks that came for the fox news segment so whenever fox news wants to have me on they send a truck and then it's it's always different and you it's it's, it's a van you get in the van and you're in a mini studio and then there's like a tv screen behind you and it's like actually quite silly the last time i went on i wasn't wearing shoes
0: (gasps) me neither
4: fancy Yeah. yeah
1: What's I'm up, actually hippie? wearing shoes right now. You're a hippie, Tim. Here's a funny thing, too. <laughs> I usually don't wear shoes. He does not. When? Because, like, I don't want to wear shoes around the house on the carpet. Maybe you know at what I mean? yeah. So so it's like, well, we don't, you know, but people wear shoes, whatever. I, I wipe my feet
0: off from time to time. Do you? you like, did, wipe I it like, like, a wet off? paper towel and wipe them off every once in a while.
1: I normally just wear shoes all over, but not when I walk up on the carpet into the carpeted studio. Like, normally I'm wearing shoes all day. Yeah. Except for when when, I go outside, I got to take them off and put on the muck boots to go in the chicken. Farmer boots. Oh, man. Every day I got to deal with those chickens. And there's more and more of them. (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) Yep. Jason Miani says, Tim, my employer mandated a company of 6,000 employees to get the vaccine by October 4th or face termination. 3,000 of us refused to submit now they completely backtracked and aren't requiring it. Hold your ground, everyone. Wow. Yay. That's yeah. amazing. Mic drop. Uh, awesome. Jason, you should email us. Yes. Uh, what should we, where should we send that? Pitches? Spin the UFO. Spin the UFO.
4: Yeah, I'll check it. I see right. those every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's
2: a lot of stories like that that I even personally hear That's about. Great. People saying they're telling me they're going to fire and there's forums and there's lawyers suggesting not to, to push the issue to see if you will, and then uh, there's a lot of interesting court battles happening right now surrounding this very issue.
4: Mm -hmm. And that was
0: 3,000 out of, what was the size of that company?
1: 6,000.
4: Man. Half their employees. Where
1: was he located? Did he say? No, I don't think so. Interesting. I'd like to know. Yeah, Yeah, Jason, send Mm -hmm. that email to spintheufo at gmail.com, and then we will uh, look into that. I'll pass it on. Mm -hmm. Maddie Marco says, Mike Cernovich said on his Instagram Q&A that he predicts death camps are coming to the U.S. Thoughts?
2: Man. It's a possibility. Uh, you can't really predict stuff. A lot of this stuff is unpredictable. But if you look at history, those do happen, and history does repeat, does rhyme. So I think there's a possibility. There's no reason to shut it to shudder that. Uh, there's no reason not to think it won't happen. Uh, but uh, let's
1: let's pray and hope it doesn't. Let's fight and make sure it doesn't. Hmm. I think it's foolish to say it can't happen. Right. I think we're on a track that ultimately leads to some kind of death camp, but. I also think when people assume death camp, they imagine there's, like, American soldiers beating people and, like, pointing guns at them when it could very well be like a quarantine camp where mm-hmm. it's just dirty and people are getting sick and dying.
3: That's what I foresee. Yeah. yeah. The, the term death, death camp seems a little too hyperbolic for me.
1: Yeah. It's usually only labeled after the fact. Mm-hmm. Sure. They just start That's off
3: true, as camps. Yeah. Good point.
1: Adam Austin says, shout out to Ian for his Killery Flo- Freudian Slip Friday worth every penny. I'm glad you like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was great. I
0: remember yeah. that. I said, I said Hillary, but it popped yeah. the, the mucus. That was on Friday. Yeah, he accidentally yeah. said Killery. A liquid yeah. in the back yeah. of my throat <laughs> 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 there. Much <Amazing>. love, Hill.
1: <laughs> JB Napier says, if peaceful divorce, divorce is our future, it should happen at the, con- uh, at the county level, not states. Mm. That's a completely different proposition reflecting the true division. It creates city-states. Think Singapore, which was expelled by Malaysia, and God bless their success.
4: Interesting. Hmm. Counties are much smaller.
1: Oh, here's here's uh, this is interesting. Chad Cunego says, they recently figured out how Roman cement was made. They used seawater, which created a rare mineral during the chemical reaction. Cool. Really? Oh, look it up. So to them, it was nonsense. Like To them, it was like they poured water.
4: A certain kind of water. But seawater. Yeah.
1: So they probably didn't even think about it. They were probably just like, oh, put the water in the thing, mix it together, and then put it in the ground, you know, underwater, and it'll harden. Wow.
4: Right,
1: and then to, to us,
0: we're like, how did they do it? And we just didn't know. It's like, use seawater. They made concrete by mixing lime and volcanic rock? hmm Is that right? Yeah, that's
4: right, yeah.
0: Um, what is this? Tus New lorum
1: says the motto of Ian's life. I thought the song said to go chasing waterfalls. Don't go chasing. Close enough.
0: (laughs) Uh, So for the underwater, the Romans one did lime and volcanic ash mixed to make mortar, Hmm. and this mortar and volcanic tuff were packed into wooden forms. Semper Ives says
1: time to use my fifty thousand dollar master's degree to educate Ian from last night. Ian, educate yourself. How there is a diminishing statistical significance at a certain point. No need to pull
0: the whole population. I agree. You know, someone did the math on that poll that we talked about yesterday. Um, 2012 people were polled, and then they said half of uh, Republicans. It was six ten thousandth of a percent of the population was polled. And then they claimed that the entire population had made that statement. So if you can somehow justify that six ten thousandths of a percent is enough of a segment for a poll, I'll have this conversation. But I don't think that's enough. Mm. He literally just did. I mean, I don't care what the school tells you. If you can actually humanly, humanely justify that, I'm, I'm open to a debate. I think you just don't know how polls work. I know that they, are very, they work very poorly, Tim. They're very, very bad. Yeah, they do. I, I think modern
1: polls are used as propaganda. But when you look at actual scientific polls that are done properly... They can actually. If
0: that article had said more than half of 1,012 Republicans polled want to secede, it wouldn't have got any clicks. So they left out that part, and they just said more than half of Republicans want to. It's like
1: well, so they'd have to say more than half of 2012 proportionately sampled individuals from key regions matching US demographics determining this the, the adequate sample size to find a reflection of their community say 50 that's yeah, a or more than more than half of 2000
0: Americans polled but they left that part out cuz it's you realize how insignificant it is I love it all day, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm teaming in on this there, one. This, yeah. is, this
1: is absolute demoralization on Ian's part. You can literally have someone say, "I have a master's degree in education," and Ian doesn't understand statistical, statistical well, significance, and Ian still says, "Nope, no, I'm
0: right." I, I'm not denying that they taught you that. I think a lot of crap is taught in schools, um, and I just I, I want to have a realistic conversation about the validity of these things.
1: All right, let's see. Gen Shiken 2006, says Skechers is going to mandate COVID vaccinations. We were notified today. Wow. going
6: to
1: happen. Buck Fiden says, do you think Biden will get a Nobel Peace Prize? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Obama mm-hmm. got one. Yep. Yeah, for nothing, right? Yeah. Got one, yeah. He was like, "I." uh he launched some drone strikes and then they're the like, first yeah, got a Nobel Peace, Peace. Prize. was uh, blow up a village of women and children. Mm-hmm. Hospitals. And for that, mm-hmm. I got a Nobel Peace Prize. Yep. And everyone clapped and cheered. Yay. Yep. I remember when I first heard that so, like, I was like, okay, we got this peace candidate is going to end the wars, right? And they were like, oh, no, he just bombed a Pakistani village, killing women and children. And I was like, oh. Hmm.
3: Dropped more bombs than the Bush administration. Yeah. Dropped so many
1: bombs, they ran out of bombs. Started wow. seven wars. Yep. Mm. Green Jean says, Idea, ideas on convention of states. Do you think it's a feasible possibility Do you support a possible Article 5 to peaceably stop the Fed overreach? Oh, yeah. And it may be. If parents are freaking out and we see a wave of state-level Republican victories, you might actually get it. State level. That's the secret. They got everybody concerned about federal level. State level control of Republicans means potential convention of states. Yeah. Mm. With that being said, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to get access to the upcoming members-only segment, which will be up at around 11 or so p.m., as well as our massive library of content and new members-only shows coming soon, like the members-only tales from the inverted world. You'll not want to miss that one. That's going to be fun. I'm talking about ghosts and mystery and paranormal and DMT and creepy, crazy, weird, and wild you can follow me at TimCast. Make sure you hit the like, smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. Luke, I hear you sell t-shirts. Yes, I sell
2: t-shirts on the thebestpoliticalshirts.com and I have my own YouTube channel. And if you want to see my videos that I release almost daily, you can on youtube.com forward slash we are change. We are change on YouTube. Hope to see you there. I have nothing to sell but my wild charisma. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah. Car 17 on Twitter. Uh, keep, uh, going to TimCast and reading our awesome
0: reporting. Yeah. You guys, I was just, I'm just chewing on a piece of lemon, so sorry about it. Real quick, I want to show you these, uh, <laughs> what? These, <laughs> these opals. Yeah. Lemon, eat just a raw lemon, it's so good for you. Look at this one. Let me see if I can show All this.
4: Can we get it close enough?
0: I don't know if it's going to refract in the light properly. It's not okay, focusing. I'm going to yeah. get good video with these for the Cast Castle vlog. Sweet. And we'll get some beautiful images of these things so we can see them sparkling in the light. We'll I'd title it
1: Ian's Get Rich Quick Scheme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> exactly <laughs> yes. what it is. I love it. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for coming. <laughs>
4: yes, I love the opals. Ian and I were talking about them earlier, and they are very cool. They're actually a, a suspension, a colloid, so that it becomes solid and it becomes like a mineral. It's really, really neat. You guys may follow me for other such incredible observations at Sour Patch Lids on Twitter.
1: Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Go to TimCast.com. We got that members-only segment coming up, and we'll see y'all there.
4: Bye, guys.